Hey everybody, welcome to Thursday Unleashed. We are coming at you a little later today at 2 o'clock because uh, Shane has in a million things to do today. And that's okay because I actually prefer 2 o'clock. I don't like noon. I'm a late riser. I work late nights. So when he was like, can we push the show to 2 today? I was like, absolutely. Shane, how you doing today, brother? <sighs> I'm just, I just don't want to get angry right away. And I'm trying really hard <laughs> to not get mad. I, I, uh, it's, it's just been whacked this week. It's just whacked. I've got the whole world. Uh, you know, listen, I understand that, that narcissism is, is a way of life. Listen, we are all the stars of our own movies every day. We walk around in our head and everything's about us. I get it. I just, didn't the world used to be like you kind of considered other people or something, you know? I mean, like a little bit. It's main it's it main like main character more. syndrome, bro. Everyone's the main character of their movie now. And they don't yeah. even consider that at the very least there's some supporting cast. I was trying so hard to get here on time. Um and uh, you know, I have to make a left. There's this lane where, you know, we got tons of traffic out here, of course, because it's California. And I, by the way, when did people stop working at two o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, I understand why I'm on the road, right? I have right. A, uh, a, a, I'm retired essentially. Okay. From the military, but I mean, this is my job, but most people, they still got to go to work, right? Don't right. they? Okay. So I'm, I'm pulling up and I, I got to make a left and I'm literally like, like 12 inches from being able to turn into the turn lane, but the car in front of me won't move up. So I keep moving up because my light's going to turn green. <clears throat> okay. Right. My turn. And then it's going to turn red and the light and the people in front of me are going to turn green. Right. And I'm going to miss my light. I just need 12 inches. So I scoot up, I scoot up, I scoot up. I'm like getting close. I give a little honk. Dude never moves, man. He just never moves. He had like a car's length in front of him. Yeah. Anyways. We're here. He's sitting and there scrolling is, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and totally clueless. Nobody behind him. And listen, Star Trek probably put me in this mood. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't understand the concept of uh, like, it seems like bank, like bank hours exist when you don't want them to exist, but when you want them to exist, they don't exist. It's like, I mean, I'd be cool if they just actually worked bank hours. Like everybody's right. driving around at, at Two two thirty three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm just like, man, people used to work at this time. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so my wife works for a school, and she has to be at work at eight in the morning. Mm -hmm. But my kids also have to be at their school, different school, at eight in the morning. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I get the morning, but you know, like such an people odd, go to lunch, odd thing. Yeah, you know, there's certain times when you expect there to be clearness on the roads, and I, I miscalculated. So I apologize for everybody being late. Um, I have one kid in band camp this week. I have another kid in soccer camp and uh, yeah, just not enough coverage. So um, we, but we got it worked out. Uh, today's going to be a great day. I, uh, I did something ridiculous last night. I went and watched um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Haunted Mansion oh, wow. uh, in preparation to talk about it today because there was some interesting things floating around about uh, Splinter being gay and uh, I just couldn't get a confirmation, so I felt like I needed to see that. And uh, Haunted Mansion, well, I just uh, wanted to see what all the, all the non-hype was about. So lots of fun stuff to talk about. Sounds fun. Yeah, someone's got to clip the, I just need 12 inches. Please clip that. Oh, me. well, got, I got to tell you, Archmage, that's what Star Trek Strange New Worlds was like for me. 
<laughs> so you guys remember that scene in uh, Shawshank Redemption where Andy Dufresne is finally captured by the sisters? And, uh, you know, it's just he basically says, you know what? Yeah, fight. Go ahead. It just makes me like it more. That's what it feels like watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Like, like, like I just got to stop fighting it and give in to the rape. Just give so in to it. Yeah, yeah, just give it. A- this whole episode was really difficult. Um, I desperately tried to watch it. And um, I, I kept I, I I don't like like I don't I don't mind uh, musicals or whatever I don't mind them, but I don't like them that's for certain. And worse than not liking a musical is their reasoning for the musical made zero sense. Like I know we're gonna get into it, but it made no sense. Like I. I couldn't think of a scientific reason for any of this to be happening. It was so well, odd and so yeah. forced. That's the problem. Well, I love musicals. I uh, I actually love watching them. I like uh, Grease. I'm I'm I am strong enough in my manhood that I can enjoy a musical and and really have a good time with it. Uh, Star Trek should never be a, a damn musical. It just doesn't make any sense. And like you said, it's like they've sat down and said, okay. Uh, listen, we've got science fiction here, uh, so that gives us a platform to pretty much do whatever the hell we want. And that's just not the case, because especially in this episode, as as we'll talk about, um, the science of what it is really never comes to fruition to, to explain what's happening. And there's a whole lot more, I would say, spiritualness to this version of Star Trek than anything else, than being more rooted in actual science. So We got our first... Uh tip of the day from drew d thank thank you drew Drew. d and i you know i haven't even explained the tipping system so thank you very much he says appreciate that strange new world is getting actually offensive (laughs) (laughs) i i was pretty angry during this one the creators took my favorite ip and made it into their little artistic playground yeah that's a good point drew because the way i look at it is like Strange New Worlds has like a responsibility. It's the only Star Trek. It's like it's the flagship Star Trek show now. Right. So, you know, Discovery's going away. We've done we've done that version of of Star Trek, the LGBTQ girl trek thing. We did it. Okay. And now Strange New Worlds is supposed to be taking us in the next Star Trek. And it's just like, let's just throw everything at the wall. Let's do everything that would be fun. What's fun this week? I know. High school musical. We haven't done Star Trek High School right. Musical. Yeah. Holy crap, that'd be great. Huh. As soon as Spock started singing, I literally felt like someone was shoving an ice pick into my ear. I mean, it was just like, it felt so wrong to me. It, you know, and listen, and I'm, if you want to do a Rodgers and Hammerstein like thing, I'm down. Like I'm there for, you know, anything, you know, uh, South Pacific or any of these damn wonderful musicals you want to do. It's just it's not Star Trek. You know, if Broadway wanted to do a Star Trek, the musical, okay, that might be a fun outing or like right. some weird thing that would be kind of interesting to go see. Cool. Yeah, somebody like Spider-Man, the musical or whatever. Right. But when your flagship Star Trek show starts throwing in things like musicals one week and, and, and just all kinds of strange, I mean, I got to give it to him. This was a strange new world. I mean, it was, it was strange forced, singing i mean there's parts in there where they talk about having background singers and i mean it was just really really weird yeah i'm just i'm still bummed out that we're not actually getting strange new worlds like um 
It's like this entire season seems we spend a lot of time just doing nonsense and we're not actually visiting strange new worlds. We're not actually doing right. Star Trek things. It's episodic, but it's like the worst kind of episodic because like none of the episodic, none of the episodes matter. Like none of them matter. I feel like they're using the science to like reverse engineer the product that they want to create. Right. So I think they're like, okay, let's, we want to do a musical this season, the musical number. So let's figure out how we can bend the science to let us do what we want to do instead of creating like a really cool sciencey story that allows the, that allows them to go on like an adventurous uh, episode. Right. And it seems to work backwards and yeah, they've the done rever- this the reverse things. Like we want to do this. How can we, re- how can we fit this into Star Trek? Then they go backwards. Yeah. So before we get into that though, uh, Remember, we have been demonetized. <laughs> yes, which is added to the, which is one of the big reasons why we're not at uh, Star Trek Las Vegas this week. We just uh, could yeah. not afford to go this time. Yeah, we were going to go. We were all set up to go, but uh, yeah, we couldn't afford it. But uh, you can always support us by going to streamlabs.com slash the podcast live or to make it easy, popcast.co, P-O-P-C-A-S-T dot C-O. You can see it here. See it here. It's pretty cool, actually. It's our little Streamlabs website, and uh, there is a. You can watch the stream. Mm. You can chat, YouTube chat on the page, and you can send us super chats that we will read. And of course, there's our our buddy Christopher Mays and his amazing podcast <laughs> hat. And if you guys send us our your pictures of of the stuff that you receive. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, put you up as well. Yeah, so I plan to start a little gallery. I have been collecting some pictures. I got uh, the, the the Archmage Bluetooth uh, photo. I got a bunch of pup photos. I plan to put a little gallery on there of like pictures that are cycling of anyone that's uh, sent them sent in the pictures from Discord or social media. Right, so- and you actually get a, a higher priority if you take a picture that looks like you're naked, kind of like Chris was there. So yes, yes, yeah. If you're if you are naked <laughs> in your photo, you will get featured. <laughs> we say that with all due respect. Thank you. Hundred um, percent serious. No. Anyways, man. Um, yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, uh, of course, we're talking about uh, strange new uh, musicals. Uh, entitled Disney Princesses, <laughs> Snow White, and more. Of course, oh, TMNT, Haunted Mansion, etc. Shane did have a chance to see all these things, and um, I didn't want to, so I didn't. I didn't want to either. So, it's <laughs> so funny. Last night, I'm, I'm with my wife. I'm like, "Help me out here. I don't want to go see these movies, um, but I feel like I need to." And she's like, "Just." get it over with so right uh, uh, mention did look interesting at some point but you know uh i mean we're gonna go into it more depth but uh, haunted mansion is you know it's just kind of not special and i'll talk about why that is and teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, i think you're gonna be a little surprised by what i have to say about that today interesting so yeah okay uh well it looks really really stupid so you know yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah, it, I, I think you should hang it on that. It looks stupid. You're 100% right there. Looks really stupid. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's jump into Strange New World, shall we? Oh, yes, we shall. Unless you want to do the little tidbit with uh, 
with this, with this, with the entitled Disney princess first, since it's so quick. I don't know. Yeah, we we could do that. We could we let, let's quickly talk about uh, Snow White. <laughs> I don't even know what's wrong. I like. You know what's jacked up is this this girl, and I, and I don't know why I just forgot her name, but she's she is so incredibly Rachel unlikable. Zegler. Rachel Zegler. Yes, Rachel Zegler is so incredibly unlikable. I I couldn't remember ever seeing her in anything. She was um, in uh, Shazam too. Yes, she was in Shazam too, which I actually didn't have much of a problem with her. She was she played the 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 sister that uh, yeah, fell she, in love with. She played like yeah. the eight thousand year old being that looks like she's thirteen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she did okay in that, but uh, you know, but I, the more she talks, the more I'm realizing that I don't like her. Uh, she's also going to be in the upcoming prequel Hunger Games movie, and that made that made me immediately not want to see it, uh, just because she's such kind of an ugly person, and I mean that in the, in just you know the way she represents Snow White. I mean this is this is the marquee movie that she's going to be in is Snow White, written of course by uh, Greta Gerwin, which um, she also wrote Barbie. There is going to be a tie there. Uh, but let's see the little little video she put out about uh, her her entitled ass decided she wanted to talk about being a Disney princess. Yeah, um, and don't forget, uh, just just in case you guys didn't know, uh, the evil stepmother in Snow White is being played by uh, Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I Gal, mean, come on, Gal Gadot is uh, is jealous. jealous, jealous. <laughs> You could at least get an uglier, like get get an uglier you know, stepmother. You have like it, you, you got to make it believable. My God, Gal Gadot is like, or an over the hill one would have been fine. Somebody, something you know, like yeah, Gal like maybe like a, a previous uh, beautiful woman that is you know much older now or something. Yeah, but you get Angelina one of the most Joel... attractive women on the planet, <laughs> and then you make her jealous of this nasty Rachel Zegler. It makes no sense, dude. Well, you know, it's funny they did when Angelina Jolie did. I think she did a version of this or something like that. I was like, oh, you know, she's older. I get it over the Melissa hill. Friend, I think it was called. Yeah, but uh, listen, uh, this woman is in her prime, and uh, in fact, if you go back to the last movie that that Rachel Ziegler was in, uh, she was in a movie, Shazam Two, with Gal Gadot. Right. And Gal Gadot was the love <laughs> interest. The, was the actually the hotter the hotter right because that's who he wanted yeah of course uh, he had the hots he, for her he ends up kind of weird yeah he ends up it's so weird because it doesn't make any goddamn sense <laughs> like you look at this woman and you're like she the, the mirror mirror on the wall here's the ferris on the wall and then the mirror is the balls to be like that chick yeah the mirror is like <laughs> No, no, listen, I'm sorry. I know the story is supposed to tell me. I'm supposed to say it's the other person, but no, really, you're much hotter. Yeah, what is the mirror smoking? Oh, God. (laughs) All right, this is what uh, uh, Generation Z incumbent said here. If I'm going to stand there 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour that it is streamed online. She is the worst. I'm gonna stand here for eight, ten hours. I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get paid for every hour that I, mean, I am streamed. If you have to, if yeah, if you are working eighteen hours, you should get paid for eighteen hours. It's just odd that she's like, she's so uh, ungrateful of her her 
massive opportunity here. Entitlement is just reeks yeah, of entitlement. Entitlement, right? Listen, they, you should get paid, but the the idea of saying if I'm going to stand there in a Disney, I mean, what you're saying is is you the hardship of having to be a Disney princess. Let me tell you, there's no hardship of being a Disney princess <laughs> at all. Well, maybe they, maybe if you're working at the park as one of those people. Yeah, that would be a pain in the butt, you know, to have all yeah. these kids like look hungry, like come up to you like as if they want to eat something and like you're standing there. Uh, yeah, I played Santa Claus once. It was a terrifying thing. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I've been before Santa where, Claus, yeah. Where Pete, where the kids really, yeah, but see the difference with me is they really believed I was Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. yeah, They didn't believe me. They're like, oh, he's got the belly. Yes, he's got he's Santa Claus. But they did. The kids looked like like they like, oh, my God, it's really Santa Claus. That's a lot of pressure. So I can only imagine these Disney princesses must have a lot of pressure at uh, Disneyland. We got a super chat from, uh, well, the tipper. It says SL underscore ID 90 a 46. But I think it's Chris because it says I do look damn good in that hat. Twenty five (laughs) dollars. (laughs) <laughs> nice. So I'm going to assume that is you, Thank Chris, you, Chris. And your nickname is just all effed up. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you guys for supporting us. Thank you, Chris. We almost have enough money to go to STLV. I was really bummed. I know we're going to talk about it. Um, do you have anything yeah. else you want to say about this, uh, um, Rachel? Um, no, I, I, you know, a lot of people were complaining about how she doesn't uh, fit the bill for Snow White, like from my perspective, she's fine. Like looks wise as the character. Yeah. You know, I don't like, she has dark hair and her skin is fair enough. It's fine. I guess she's not snow white or whatever. That doesn't really bother me. It's really her attitude that it bothers me. Like her general attitude is just sort of garbage. And like the whole Disney has this weird way of ruining everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I I can't explain it. You have all these, you have layup after layup after layup. And like, it's, it's like, here's your layup, sir. And instead of, you know, throwing the ball in the basket, they just punch the guy in the face, giving you a layup. I'm sorry, but the little mermaid should have been a layup, dude. Someone well, in the writer's room was like, you know what? I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and no one and no, not a single person said, yeah, that's a bad idea, dude. We already have the story. We already have yeah. this beloved character, the beloved story. All we have to do, all we have to do is transpose that into live action. It is not hard, but no, no let's no. subvert everyone's expectations and make it bad. Well, and, and there's, and there's a new movie coming up by, and it said by the makers of uh, what's the one that made all the billions of dollars. The, the little girls like with the little girls what yeah the little girls like disney cartoon what is that one oh moana maybe no 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 the, the oh ice. frozen frozen that's it by the makers of frozen and i was like oh okay and then it's like it's got this like same idea it's like uh you know this person wants a wish the girl's supposed to make a wish or something like that and uh, the guy's like you give me the wish and it, it like turns kind of weird and uh and the the movie is called Wish, and I'm like, oh, cool! I get to see how Disney's going to screw up another another product. I mean, no, they've messed up everything. They messed up everything. Like, okay, live action Aladdin. Oh, let's <laughs> let's not let, let's completely cast this incorrectly. Let's go out of our way to add. You know, it's, I mean, at least they cast a movie star like Will Smith. At least he yes, was like you cast somebody a movie important. star that that has the ability, that musical ability. That was fine. I'm sorry, but they're 
Jasmine casting was absolutely atrocious. And they they didn't they didn't tell the same story. They they tried to go in a weird direction. And that was the least of their offenses. The Little Mermaid, Snow White, these are all layups. You don't have to try that hard. You don't have to go out of your way to be bad, be different, subvert expectations. You have layups here, guys. Like these. Well, and you got to think of it like this. Like when you force anything, like in life, when you force things to happen, how often does it go well? It never does. No. Like, you know, when you force somebody to do something or you force a situation to happen, it just never works out right. And and Disney is forcing things. They're forcing, you know, characters to be of different, you know, races, different colors, different sexualities. They're forcing the story to change. You know, as when we talk about uh, Haunted Mansion and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you have the same problem. There's this strong desire to change things. And I'm, and I don't know, it comes from this, this uh, progressive echo chamber that we have in Hollywood right now, where there's this like, you know, it's only you're only good if you're talking about something that's 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 about, you know, changing the culture. Right. right? And the problem is, is that all of us moviegoers are, are really two or three steps behind whatever the hell you guys are thinking about. Right. And we're just living our lives. And when we see the Little Mermaid as a cartoon, we kind of and you say, I'm going to do a live action. We expect to get something similar. Yeah, it, you know, it's like, it's like, it's almost like clickbait. It's like, imagine if we came out on our Prime channel and we made a, uh, Babylon 5, uh, history, right? a documentary about Babylon 5. But when you clicked on it, it was a documentary about, uh, Barbie's dream house. <laughs> or well, I mean, it's not that drastic. I mean, that's I mean, not, but, but it's, you expect one thing and you get something that's so like, like it's like an alternate universe version of that. It feels like you were robbed. Yeah, no, it's that's that it does. You do. You feel like, well, if you're going to click, it is clickbait. It is click. Well, is it clickbait at this point? Because we do know that that's what's going to happen. So maybe it's not clickbait. We should expect yeah. that it's going to be different. It's not right. that way. You know, it's just a lot, you know, disappointment. If, if, right. if we came on the show and, and we suddenly said, you know, listen, today we're going to talk about, uh, America's Got Talent. You know, people would be like, what? That's not why I watch this why? show. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like those Netflix memes where like a history of polar bears and it's just a bunch of like <laughs> black bears or like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, it's always like the opposite of whatever they say it's going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't understand it. Yeah, well, let's move on from Snow White. Uh, I just... It's very odd, you know, as as someone who is uh, heavily invested in Disney. Can you just stop? Can you just? It's painful. Like, we, come I, on, man. Come it, on. It could be twenty years before I break even in Disney at this point. Right. So. It's rough. Well, at least you have Palantir. I don't have Palantir yet, so. Yeah, Palantir is helping out, I, but I have to. We, you know, th this has to end at some point. So, you know, the the pain they can only lose money for so long. I mean, that's the interesting thing. At some point, they're, somebody's going to come in here and they're going to David Zaslav this thing. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, they're going to be well. It's all about the money. You got to remember, you, your your um, you know, your character and your philosophy can only go so far. But in a corporate industry, uh, if you're not making enough money to take care of the things that you want to take care of, then you have to make the change. 
Right. And I, I mean, they're trying. I, I got to tell you, they're really trying to push this agenda as far as it'll go. And, and of all the companies, uh, you got to at least give them credit for the fact that they're willing to destroy themselves the most. <laughs> so uh, congratulations on your determination, Disney. Yes. Uh, there, was, there was another thing recently just on, on this topic. Um, it was very odd. Uh, I saw a tweet. I mean, pull it up real quick. Um, I'm sorry, an X or whatever. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's yeah, they're they're tweets, right? Um, yeah. By the way, I loved your uh, your tweet about the Strange New Worlds thing. By the way, that was really which funny. oh, the, <laughs> did did you see that one? Yeah, that everybody should see that. That is a good tweet because that is exactly how I felt. I'm watching it happen, and I'm like, I just want someone to punch me in the face right now. It was just so painful to watch. I'm like, yeah, well, most people would say, just turn it off. I'm like, I can't turn it off. I'm committed for 10 episodes at least. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Disney is making also fantastic four, right? I don't want to talk about that. And I mean, okay. So yeah. And what, what is, what is the, what is the plan for fantastic four? Go right, ahead. Right. Right. So fantastic four is a story of a family that was thrown together. It's a found family that uh, get powers and have to work their way through their problems together as a group. It's a, it's an actually a pretty good comic, but they're like, uh, Sue storm will reportedly be the lead in Max Chapman's fantastic. And I, 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 I responded to tweet. I'm like, and they're like, uh, someone was like, well, don't get me the wrong way. You know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm going to reserve my, my uh, criticism until I see it. That's fair, except for there's a track record here, right? Like, first off, if you're if you want people to watch your movie, I'm not sure why you're even coming out with this news. Like, if you want Sue Storm to be the lead in in a fan, which she there shouldn't be a lead. By the way, there shouldn't be a lead. It's a fantastic right. it's an Storm ensemble movie. cast, right. right? But if if you want Sue Storm to be the lead in Fantastic Four, then why not just do that? Why come out and advertise? Because it? Reed Richards is the leader of the family, period. And he's a white guy. And he's a white guy. <laughs> and so guess what? And it's not going to go down that way in Hollywood right now. It just is not. But here, so what I, I tweeted out, you had your tweet. My tweet was shocker. Shocker. Right? I mean, uh, is anybody shocked by this? No, at this point. It's like, shocker. you know, do you tell me about any situation. I mean, it's funny to go through the movies now and take a look. It's like. If you look at any of the any of the movies and you kind of go through them, you look at them, you're like, it's all the same thing. Like there's there's this heavy push towards, you know, towards the ladies, towards women roles, towards, you know, as long as it's just a non-white dude, then it's all good. Like, you know, all the focus is taken. And I, listen, Tom Cruise may be like the last Mission Impossible of the, uh, you know, centered on him type of roles. But uh, yeah. It's we'll talk very about odd, though. I, my thing is, like, why do you advertise it? Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. But, like, you know there are people that are going to get this news and be like, oh, cool. Now we don't have to watch the movie. Now now, now we're going to av actively advertise people do not watch the movie. And, and you're going to make less money. Just do it. Why. Because they don't understand the mentality of what you just said. They think that it makes sense to the whole world that Sue Storm would be the center of the story. They do. That's the mentality. It's the problem when you live in this echo chamber. It's like, 
Well, everybody I talked to is like, yeah, Sue Storm, that makes the most sense, right? I mean, she's like, you know, we should center around her. That's what Hollywood, that's what, that's what society needs right now. Right. So they don't even consider the fact that reasonable people would be like, okay, well, that's not what Fantastic Four is typically about. Um, and then not also to see the motives like, huh, whatever you do, you can't have, you know, Reed Richards in charge, not in, not in today's climate. And let me tell you, I can't tell you how many Hollywood insiders and players that we've had tell us things that are like, oh, God, no, we can't fire that person or we can't we can't uh, let go of that person. That's a, that's a woman. You know, we <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy. We're going to get a lot of trouble. Right. You know, so there's this there is a mentality for this around, but it's easy to kick the dude. It just is. I mean, look at Barbie. Look at look at Barbie. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an hour and a half of kicking men in the balls. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what it is. So and, and it's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah, in the members section, we got something to say about that. So, certainly, don't go anywhere. Okay, so let's jump into Strange New Worlds. Uh, oh, we mentioned the uh, the the we don't have the the confetti yet, or the or the gong, or whatever for the new podcast stream hero. Oh, the, I know we're planning to do this at some point. The gong. Well, some sort of recognition that somebody took over as the stream hero. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, also the name is all messed up. So Chris took over. But... <laughs> no, I like this name. This name's good. <laughs> but uh, the name is all messed up. I don't uh, know why. Slid, slid 90s, 46, one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, we planned to. Well, there it goes. What, just... what did you do? It looked like you kicked it. Yeah, you see, see that? It went. No, no. So that that's the default animation. I think Chris just. Yeah, Chris just gave more oh, money to fix his name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for making it so that people will know. It's <laughs> fantastic. This the, thank you, Chris. Chris just just gave us twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Thank you, Christopher. He says everyone heard Brian Shade promise a definitive history of Babylon Five, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you heard it, Chris. Actually, we are working on that. In fact, we I'm trying to that. get. I'm trying to get Michael J. Straczynski to do a show with us coming up here because the Babylon 5 um, um, cartoon is coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we are planning on doing a Babylon 5 definitive history. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, as you guys know, our definitive histories take a little bit of time, but it is on the list. And we are slowly working on it. So that's going to happen. Eventually, It's, it's probably happen. the third one, honestly. Yeah, we probably got two uh, two others coming before that. Um, okay, guys, listen. Let's get into <clears throat> strange new musicals. We've waited as long we've 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 held off as long as we can. We've held off as long as we could. If you guys don't know how the stream hero works, just you know, if you do super chat, um, whoever is the stream hero is the longest is going to be able to uh, spin the wheel at the end and get free stuff. It's good times, All right? And we're getting better at this as we go. Okay, let's talk about. Strange new uh, weirdos. Okay, um, you're gonna have to explain some of this for me because I, I I was <laughs> I was so lost. Like I was lost from like minute like one fifteen. Okay, and let me also say, if you are here watching this and you love this episode, uh, listen. No, I'm not judging you, so that's fine. If you liked it, then that is totally fine. Um. I will say that it's just not Star Trek in the way, and I will say in this way, Star Trek, 
uh, should be, in my opinion, a show, at least the flagship show, should be a show that is about uh, hope, that is about, um, you know, science, is about a little bit of serious, but some levity. But but this all out kind of um, what's the right word? Like it's it's like mirroring lower decks in some ways. Yeah, just nonsense. It's nonsense. That's it. The nonsense of it is making it less Star Trek. If this was any other show, I might have been like, oh, okay, whatever. But so that's why it's so hard to to deal with. So I just want to have that precursor before we get started. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah. So there is a subspace, a naturally occurring subspace fold, <laughs> or whatever. A naturally occurring. Let's break it down. A naturally occurring subspace fold. What is subspace? It's the space below space. Right. Right. It's where we travel and warp. Right. So it's folding. Yeah. Star Trek seems to put a lot of stuff into subspace. I think what they do is they just use these words. I think they have a whole list of Star Trek words like subspace or like warp or like wormhole. <laughs> and they just combine a whole bunch of words together anytime they want to create something new sciencey. Nebula. Because <laughs> this does not make sense to me. Nebula. Uh, right. You know, uh, uh, hi, uh, what was it? Well, there was one <laughs> uh, anomaly. Yeah, how about a how about a how about a warp intensified uh, nebula anomaly? There you go. There's a Star Trek term for you. So there's a naturally occurring subspace fold, and I guess they're investigating it or whatever. Now, why would they occur naturally? Why would you have a naturally occurring subspace? That fold? makes no sense. There there shouldn't right. be a naturally occurring subspace fold. It's nothing we've ever heard of, or at least there should be some sort of explanation of why it would be a naturally thing and and what it means. All we know is that it somehow is tapped into some strange harmonic frequency that forces everyone to break out in uh, show tunes. Right. And so this is actually a major problem with uh, Strange New Worlds. So once again, there is an A and a B story here, right? Mm. The A story should be this naturally occurring subspace fold and what it means to the crew, the Federation, you know, science, exploration, et cetera, et cetera. The second, the, the B story should be uh, what it does to the crew and, and uh, how that wraps into like their personal life and their drama and, you know, Lon talking to Kirk, et cetera, et cetera. But for some reason, like, once again, their priorities are completely out of whack. Right. It, and if and if you guys didn't notice, this entire episode was all about feelings. Because apparently when you watch a musical, people only start singing when uh, they're getting into their feelings. So, you know, if you notice, if you go through it, I mean, it's just an in-depth review of how everybody feels on the show. And I got it. We've already agreed that 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 makes Star Trek worse. You know, like Discovery's already taken us down this road where it's all about feelings. And, you know, how often do we need to, you know, traverse, you know, how these people feel about each other every damn episode? Every episode. You know, every and, episode. And so you're right. The B story is it's like I wouldn't even say there's a secondary story here. There is a plot device of a, a natural occurring, naturally occurring subspace fold, which we still don't know what the hell that is. Well, according to Laura Toth, this is 
Not a subspace fold. This is an interdimensional aperture anomaly, as the scientists return. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, circled by a black hole and, and shoved in a nebula. How about that? Right. Yeah, so... Um, an enigma. <laughs> right. You know, there's beings that live in subspace. Star Trek has taught us. Like, there's beings that live in subspace. So what's a subspace fold? Anyways. All right. Yeah, that's right. It. Isn't like... No, that's the wormhole aliens. Isn't it the wormhole aliens? Well, the the um, from Voyager, the uh, caretaker, oh, the caretaker's okay. wife lived in subspace. Okay, all right, let's move so, on. Yeah, too much. <laughs> oh, too much! But yet this episode isn't. No, no, I, mean, I, I, I just like wait. I'm, I'm when Klingons get, begin to sing, okay. When Klingons yeah. begin to sing, okay. No, no, it's 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 bad. Um, you're right. The the emotion. It, the per, the the personal drama between all the characters that's the most important thing here not the science not the exploration not the actual strange new worlds not the actual star trek of it but the connection between the characters that is the most important part i saw the klingon thing by the way archmage i saw it bro and you know what's what's frustrating is that there's so much potential here i think that's what makes me so mad like the the potential for this being an, a really great show is there. They have everything that they need. They have good actors. They have good characters, right? They just won't do it. And I think the reason why is because Akiva and, and everybody working on Star Trek um, understand Star Trek in a pop culture term. Like everything we watch here reminds me of things we've seen in Star Trek pop culture, even towards the end when they're doing the Strange New Worlds theme music as part of the episode. Like that's not something that's supposed to be played on the bridge, yeah. music it's like so- it's it's like they don't have this this understanding that there are some things that are apart from star trek and some things that are a part of it and they don't know how to separate the two things it's it's like watching saturday night live you know version oh we saw saturday night live. we saw when they did that okay so we're going to incorporate that somehow in star trek because that's what star trek is you know i realize if you're a lower decks fan like say you were introduced to star trek via lower decks and like you're watching this, this is probably awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole audience. I mean, look at I mean the I think the saddest part about this whole thing is that is that Star Trek, the audience that it is garnering, uh, the new audience is not not truly going to understand what Star Trek is and what its history is all about. And this is what they see Star Trek as now. By the way, somehow, uh, just another uh, aside here. Kirk does not actually work on the Enterprise, just to be clear. Despite what it seems to be this season. Yeah. <laughs> this dude He's is on the Enterprise. All on the time. Enterprise every episode. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that it's all it's it's just so convenient. You should just give him a posting on the Enterprise, for the love of God. Yeah. No, but they couldn't do that because like that wouldn't fit canonically. I will say this episode does give us a uh, a look at his, uh, you know, we get a look at his future, you know, he's, he, we find out he has a kid, basically. Right. So from Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, Carol, uh, was it Carol Marcus, Markinson? Carol Marcus. Name. Carol Marcus, that's it. Carol Marcus, uh, we find out he's currently like with her on again, off again relationship. Right. And the on again is happening now because she's pregnant. So we get a little bit of that, and that was okay. That was actually, I'm like, okay, good backstory, makes sense, good timing. Yeah, yeah. so we're setting up that uh, Genesis uh, search for Spock uh, storyline. All right. I mean, 
a, a long ways from now, yes. Yeah, right. Anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, Chapel is still trying to get her fellowship with the Vulcans, yeah, <laughs> even though the Vulcans were total dicks to her. Yeah. I'm not sure why. You know, you know, initially I was like, why is she still pursuing this? And I was like, oh, I know why. Because it is dramatic. It's it's not like yeah. like she is like she was originally pursuing it because she was like stressing over Spock. Well, she's with Spock now, but now why would she pursue it? She's happy. She's doing field research with people that she likes. She's very fulfilled. She's dating Spock. She has everything she wants. Why why would she possibly still pursue this fellowship when she was so um, uh, dismissed earlier? Because right. it makes for a good vehicle for dramatic emotional moments. Right. Well, that's that's what this show's all about. And the Vulcan Science Academy wouldn't want her anyways. So no, I she's still, not a I still Vulcan. Say, I still not, say this doesn't make any sense. She's not even half Vulcan, for the love of Mary. All right. Um, we got a, a wait. Go back two again. Can you can you go like? Do you still have it up or did you close it? Yeah, no, I didn't close it. I just wanted to do a super chat real quick. Okay, I just wanted to real quick make a comment, really quick, real fast comment. Okay, if you can pull her back up again, and just go back to. Oh, I guess two is not too much. Okay, go back. Okay, boy, and I go forward. Oh my God, this girl again. There we go, boy, girl. All right, all right. (laughs) So weird. We. It's not weird. It's actually very accurate. Okay, all right. There's a super chat. I don't want to miss super chats, so. All right. Uh, super chat from Annan. Annan. Whoever that is. Thank you, Annan. He says, uh, wasn't a fan of Strange New World's musical episode. I actually believed it was well done. I just didn't like it for Star Trek. I've been enjoying season two, so that was a bummer. I hear that, brother. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think you make a good point here. Like, the singing was good. Like, their voices are talented, they obviously are, are very talented actors. Uh, the problem is, is that for me anyways, it totally compromises their characters. Right. So when I see them in this, in this light and now they're singing and they're doing this stuff, it just changes uh, what I think about their character. And, you know, the, like I'm, I got this whole thing going with Mbenga or Laon and, you know, now they're breaking out and doing musicals and it just, it changes the value of their character to me. Um, and I see the character in a different light. And honestly, I think it causes more confusion than anything else. Cause I don't know what to expect from these characters. Like, you know, nobody seems to be anchored in, in one thing or the other because the, the, all these strange things keep happening to them, uh, that, that don't really align with their character. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And they're singing against their will, which was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still don't understand the science of it. It doesn't make anyways, we'll get there. Another super chat from JT Gun Cap on your left, my friend. He says, "Thank you for setting up my new merch store. I really appreciate it." Yes, go check out JT. Yeah, actually, really cool looking designs. Yeah, late I was night like, with uh, Cap. I like the mugs like a lot. They actually turned yeah. out really cool. No, they, they, it all looks really good. So yeah, definitely. Thank you, JT, for the support. And he's also the the uh, stream hero at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you, right. JT. Appreciate the support, man. I guess I was wrong. I guess I had the wrong fellowship. I don't know. That's my bad. What do you mean, fellowship? Whatever, I, I, whatever fellowship she was going for, I'm not sure why she's... It was a Vulcan Science Academy thing, right? 
I don't know. I don't know what that means. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So, uh, <laughs> she has to tell Spock or whatever about this dramatic, emotional, emotional, <laughs> dramatic, emotional, blah, blah, blah. They're having a problem with the subspace full, real-time communication, blah, blah. I don't know. You want to explain any of this? Because none of it doesn't make no. Any, none of it makes sense scientifically. It doesn't. It's it doesn't scientifically make any sense. There there's some sort of vehicle. It's it's an anomaly that can just force them to do what they want. And listen, there in TOS, there was moments where beings could make Kirk and Uhura kiss. Really clever way of getting your right. first interracial kiss. Yeah, it was against their will. It made sense. Uh, this might have made more sense if you had like some sort of show tunes god show up. You know, uh, who like 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 who That's mourns for point. Apollo, right? That's if there had point, been brother, there mm-hmm. there was some things in TOS that didn't make any sense scientifically, I suppose. Um, no, a hundred percent. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense scientifically. I mean, but you have to, you have to try was, to explain it, though. Like, try well, to explain it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was it was controlled by a being. This is not a being. This is an anomaly. This is something happening occurring naturally in space. I feel like we've evolved a little bit since then too, where like. We, the audience, at least the Star Trek audience, does expect some kind of logic to be into play here, not just, um, this is happening because of X, but we don't know how we got to X in the first place. And that, that's the most frustrating thing. Like, let's throw a bunch of techno babble at it and say, <clears throat> this is just happening. Now let's move on with the story. Okay. Right. All right. What? All right. Cool. You know, and it would have been cool to have an episode where they were forced to do things beyond their control, but yet they still sensed it underneath somehow. This seemed like they were all in on wanting to sing. Uh, in fact, Uhura can't contain herself on the idea of getting the entire crew to sing together in the big ensemble piece at the end of this episode. You know, it's it's like they break character in multiple places here. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, there is that moment on the bridge where pike is singing to um once again his girlfriend that is in every episode for some reason even though she doesn't work on that ship um and they actually turn him off like they they turn off communication yeah huge kudos to laon after after we already heard way too damn much right uh, by forcing off the turn but just the fact it was just so uncomfortable and weird and I mean, I just, I, my question is, is like, you decide you're going to make this episode. Why? To me, it seems like the reason why they wanted to do it is because they wanted to showcase everybody's voices. Right. To me, it was like, hey, we got, so these guys can sing. Well, let's do an episode where they sing. Well, no, and I, it's like, I don't think that, I think, I think they just really wanted to make a musical episode. I think that like, they want to make like these weird, dramatic, emotional episodes and they wrap it in, in classic Trek or their version of classic Trek. I know, but in order to do singing, everybody has to have good voices. By the way, there's one episode left in the entire season, and we haven't gotten a single really serious episode of Star Star Trek. Well, last week we did, but then Mbenga ends up doing something so out of character. Right, you're right, you're right. We did. Last week we got a serious episode, (laughs) but it ended with a near, like a universe-breaking problem that everyone just sort of accepts that he murdered this guy in cold blood. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, ah, moving on. Okay. So they're singing whatever, singing problems, uh, Strange New Worlds intro. And then they sang the intro. So there was like a, and it, you know, it's, it reminded me of 
who the who's that little singing troupe on YouTube that got really popular? And they like, oh, they did like the Star Wars theme song, and oh, but, they're pretty good. Pelotronics, yeah, yeah, Pelot, yeah. They, like they did a rendition of Star Trek, almost like them in this in this thing. Yeah, I actually know one of the people. I know I know him by knowing someone else that was in that. Group. Mm. All right. Yeah, they're singing, blah, 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 whatever, dancing. <sighs> they're the dancing. Like, it's like, okay, I understand it's making you sing, but now it's making you dance too. Because there's like dancing. <laughs> so weird. Let's I don't understand. This. And listen, I don't want to hate this. I want you to know. And I think that's probably why I'm, I'm so angry about it is because, like I said, there's so much potential here in these characters. To see them do ridiculous things like this just takes away from the overall... Star Trek experience. I mean, well, let me tell you, Christina Chong, she's got a great voice. Don't be sad. You You gotta kiss. No. And she, she sings, she sees like Kirk and Una like dancing together as they're singing. And I'm just like, she gets jealous or whatever. And And she doesn't want to like break like the time continuum or whatever. She doesn't want to like mess up time. So she can't tell them about it. So she does end up telling Una about that, by the way. Here we go. Here's mm. that scene where they're like singing to each other and this is so uncomfortable. And by the way, Anson Mount, probably the probably the actually actually his girlfriend, Captain Battelle, has the worst singing voice on, on this episode. Yeah, she does. But he's number two. So you you'd look pretty, Anson, but I don't I don't think you got the uh he's the like, voice. You know what's funny is enough, I just realized that STLV right now. Yeah, is going to have zero Star Trek actors. Well, no, they yes, they no, they do. They can go as long as they don't promote anything that they're currently doing. And there's a lot of people at STLV. Really? Are oh, they yeah. so they're not allowed to promote anything they're currently doing? Yeah, you can just go and like bask in. Nobody has anything to do. Nobody's working. Right. Right. So I saw Terry. Uh, I saw Terry Metalis was was on his way um, with Tasha Yar. <laughs> to to STLV, I'm like Terry's going to STLV. Well, that means he officially has nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's all about. Okay. So problem, problem, problem. Emotion, emotion, emotion. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> I just I'm, I'm just trying to move burn. It just this. all sucks. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's just not fun. Listen, I know they want. Oh, I want to have fun with Star. It's not fun. It's not. It, it's it's boring. not. It's boring. So. uh uh, so the problem is now spreading. Yes. And like they, <clears throat> the entire alpha quadrant might break out in song at any moment. Improbability field or whatever. Make, make up words. Made up words. <laughs> is now spreading to. The improbability field is uh, spreading uh, across the hypotenuse of the square root of. Uh, uh, spreading to the rest of the Federation, out of the other ships, <laughs> plus the Klingons. <laughs> and the explosion the, the space time continuum is going to explode <laughs> cool we got a map like this uh, awesome. if hitting just a few subatomic uh, particles nearly blew up engineering so apparently uh, mm. firing on the field will be devastating okay. and the Klingons are upset because yeah this we said it will be like soaking the improbability improb- field in kerosene that <laughs> you guys still using kerosene huh cool it's such a weird thing anyway kerosene it's so weird like the last thing anyone wants is seeing klingons he says that 
So the Klingons are upset because they've uh, they've located the abominable issue and they're gonna fire on it. But they've just they've literally just told you that only destroying a few particles nearly blew up engineering. So if they fire on the anomaly, it's gonna like blow up the whole galaxy or whatever. Right? Yeah, because that's all. Yeah, you know, it's it's always like life or death in Star Trek. You remember like back in TOS TNG. Every episode wasn't about destroying the entire Alpha Quadrant. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like it was a localized, terrible thing that was about to happen, but not the destruction of everything. And I don't know why Star Trek has done this thing where it's like, you know, everything will be destroyed. It's like they have to raise the the stakes on everything so high. Where did the subspace fold come from? It just showed up and started wreaking havoc on everything. And like, and 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 why is a subspace fold bad? Right, it's so weird. I don't get like, it. Like, what? Why is that do, a bad thing? Do they close it up permanently so it doesn't happen again over the next three hundred years? Or if every time a random ship gets caught in one of these things and fires on it, is the entire galaxy going to explode? You you are at you are you are putting up questions that affect the entire canon going right. forward, the whole franchise, right? For hundreds of years. Because now, what if there isn't a, a, a... Let's say they know how to close it. What if there isn't a Federation ship there? What if there's a Tellerite ship there, and they're a bunch of dummies, and they don't like singing, <laughs> so they fire photon to, torpedoes or whatever at the fold, and next thing you know, all of Star Trek goes up in smoke. Mm. Like, I mean, I, come on. you you. Oh, so check this out. Ah, okay, yeah. So in, in Star Trek Online... You can activate a subspace fold and it will transport your starship approximately 6.66 light, 66 light years forward. So uh, apparently a subspace fold, at least in Star Trek Online, has to do with traveling, which we knew subspace has to do with traveling. No, I thought subspace was communication. It was originally communication. It was. But we found out later when subspace gets damaged then nobody can use warp, right? So subspace now has something also to do with... with, Right, if they they use like the wrong kind of warp, then it damages subspace. Right. You can't use that kind of warp. That was another criticism I had back in regular Star Trek. I'm like, you guys can't mandate what what warp people can use because there are plenty of races that aren't going to listen to you. Mm. So like when you're that big... Well, we can't we can't go that fast or use this cup of warp because it damages subspace. Okay, well, tell that to the, the third world, you know, the third world uh, races that don't care about damaging subspace. Same exact problem we have in the real world. Hey, we're right. damaging the planet by by dumping billions of uh, pounds of plastic into the ocean. Cool, we're not going to do it anymore. But can you guys tell Indonesia that? So the same concept, right? Like. You guys are damaging subspace, so we're not going to do it anymore. We've made this declaration, but you mess up the entire canon of the of, of Star Trek when you say that. But you but you're not making taking into account the races that don't give an f at all. Mm. Like they don't care. Romulans don't care. Right. They don't care about damaging subspace. China well, China don't care about killing all the whales. You well, I mean? they might. They might when they can't travel through subspace. No, I mean but, they they use wormhole uh captured wormhole or whatever remember they don't even care <laughs> anyways moving on um 
All right, so they got to figure out a way to uh, fix this problem quickly before the Klingons decide to blow up the entire quadrant because, uh, once again, Klingons are just a bunch of dummies that just, like, they don't have any common sense. Um, singing. Chapel singing. Good-looking good looking lady. I got to say that. Good-looking teenage boy. No, that's not. No. Every time you say that. I just don't know what else to say about it. That's what it reminds me of. She's a good-looking chick. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see it. All right, whatever. Subjective, I guess. I, it is. It is. Now Una is is very good-looking. Oh, Una is yeah, hundred percent. We're yeah. both we're both on the same page there. Rebecca Armain, though, it's always been absolutely stunning. All right, moving on. Emotion, 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 emotion. Vulcan, Vulcan, emotion. Oh, I don't care. I so don't care about this. Can you can we move on? What's next, Jay? Uh, Una is going to uh, Una uh, Uhura is going to solve the problem and sing about it. Right. Damn it. She figured out they have to get the harmonics to a certain level, which means they need more people to sing uh, together at the same time in order to raise it to the level that could defeat the subspace bowl. Subspace bowl. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to belittle it. I mean great effort here. <laughs> I mean, great effort, great effort here, but this is not, yeah, all right. New, different universe, either. different universe. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a different timeline. That's what, that's what I, that's what, you know. So everyone's going to sing or whatever. It <laughs> makes no sense. She's got a great voice. This makes, like, this makes no sense, dude. None of this makes sense. Sound you know what's funny is I can't remember what actor. At least, like, dude, at least be like, let's activate the the dish in the front of the ship and beam our voices into the thing like let's just all sing it's stupid like well do and let, something like and do something science please and let's let's we forgot to harp on the fact that this is not just even they knew they were pushing the limits with this episode because if right. you go back to before the season starts they all talk about as Oh yeah, episode nine is something you guys ain't ever seen before. You know we're super excited about it, but you know, no, you ain't ever seen nothing like this before. You're right, we hadn't seen nothing like this before. It was, uh, and it was also um, um, Uhura's uh, favorite episode. So they're all <laughs> dancing. What? Stop! Stop! Go back and do that again. Oh, it's so cringe. Wait, it's uh, so cringe. What is this grease, dude? The, the, it's it's uh, guys and dolls. Come on, do it again. Here, it's so stupid. The sharks versus the uh, jets. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. It's just so you need to, silly. you need to, you need to clip that little part, little part, and put Star Trek 2023, and tweet that out. I will. I will do that for you. We got lost and disconnected. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! It's so it's so cringe. hard to watch. It's so hard to it's watch. It's like you you ever feel like such levels of cringe that <laughs> so that cringy. like you like you feel embarrassed for the people. Mm. You know that's you know that's it. I was embarrassed. I watched the whole episode yeah. embarrassed. That's what it was. Yeah, it you feel this feels like a relative that got drunk at a wedding and won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, you're, you're, it was already bad enough, but come on. 
Yeah, I'm gonna unmute this now so we can hear the Klingons. Just for you guys, okay? God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Christopher Pike. That's the look I had on my face, too. <laughs> Ooh, right. Because me doing it wasn't weird enough. That's 100. That's right there. That's the entire episode. That's the entire reaction to this entire episode right there. That that turn is pretty much exactly how I felt. <laughs> The entire the look, that is the look on his face. Holy shit. Watching. Holy shit. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, apparently that's Hemmer. They're, they're saying that's Hemmer. You know what I mean. Hemmer. That Klingon? One of the Klingons, I guess, is Hemmer. I guess Bruce Horak <laughs> did get to come. We're with you, Captain. <sighs> We're with you. Okay, so... um. <laughs> can you can we save that no, somehow no. i mean like that's 100 100 percent. that i am I'm, I'm making uh I, after the as soon as this, this show is done i'm gonna make a little compilation of this i will throw it in the members section first and then i'll share it on twitter great okay so this is super very stupid everything about this is stupid um i don't enjoy it i was actually there was part a lot uh, healthy parts of season two I was enjoying. In fact, when I discovered that it's in another timeline, a la episode three, I was like, "Great, let's have some fun." But like somehow, the show heard me, and it was like, "Oh, let's push it farther. Let's just go off the rails." And I don't know what's gonna happen in episode uh, ten. I know that there is already a season three. So I'm assuming episode 10 is going to be some kind of cliffhanger involving Kirk or something. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, it seems like they're really chasing down this Kirk Laon timeline thing. So you're probably going to see like a, like either it's either going to be Kirk and chap or Spock and chapel or Kirk and Laon, some sort of cliffhanger thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, that's it. I don't. I don't have anything else to say about it. Um, if 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 we were giving like ups and downs here, this would be like we'd have like a negative thirty-seven at this point. So I don't know. I would have scored it the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's pretty rough. Of of TV shows because of the the level of. I'm trying to put it in a way. This is kind of like imagine if uh, if we're watching. Okay, yeah. Imagine if we're watching um, Breaking Bad. Okay. And all of a sudden they're like doing a drug deal, and then they just start breaking out in song. <laughs> like, What's like, what would bitch? you think about that? What would you think about that? Because to me, that's what Star Trek. I mean, I know everybody wants Star Trek to be fun and be like this different thing than what Star Trek is. It's just not what Star Trek is. Right. Like, it's just not. I mean, you can make Star Trek anything you want it to be, but that doesn't mean that it's that's now what Star Trek is. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't. Like, 
you can have levity you should it's okay to have levity like yeah i don't know this just doesn't make any sense it's like you went out of your way to create something that only you and your friends would like and you don't actually have any actual respect for for trek so you don't really yeah. care about the fact that the medium wouldn't even support something as silly as this you know and and maybe break barriers once you've like shored up all the cracks in the walls you know, the Star Trek has, you know, thanks to Discovery, there's a bunch of cracks in the walls. It like needs to be shored up. You know, Picard season three did a little bit of that. Like, okay, yeah, okay, we're this is what Star Trek is, but like Strange New World season one, which which wasn't completely horrific, like they just doubled down in season two. And you know, they talked about it in between the two. They said, Well, we took a lot of risks in season two. Why? Why did you take risks? What was it that you needed to worry about? You weren't gonna get canceled. Like what? Why did you need to take risks? Just go tell good Star Trek stories. It's all anybody cares about. Right. It's like they feel like if they're not pushing the envelope, then they're not doing good enough, or something. It's weird. It's like, look, like I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely not on the studio side on this whole WGA strike. But like, like if that is what we're writing, <laughs> you gotta maybe the studio has a little bit of a point. <laughs> maybe you're being overpaid. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's well, so bad, bro. I mean, I listen. I know they're doing the best they can. Well, clearly, know, they're, clearly they're, they are. Clearly, they're not, though. No, no, they are. Hundred percent disagree. They are one hundred percent doing the best that they can. When they sit down to write it, they're like, "I'm going to do my best." Right? You know. I mean, if you, they're just not maybe perhaps talented enough to do it as good. You're as saying we they're doing do. their best, but they're not very good at what they do. Yeah, I, I can. I would counter with they're doing what they think is their best. Well, that's what their best is. But ignoring 50 or 60 years of canon, ignoring everything that makes Star Trek Star Trek, you know. That's what their best is, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Their like, best I don't... is like they think this is good. They think this is yes, good. Yes, they think that they're the best. They're doing the best that they can. Well, you know, and, you know, I don't know if it is the problem because we're older, because we've experienced so much good content, you know, is is now the content just shit? No, there's good content out right now. I just got done watching. Uh, I'm in the second season of Ted Lasso. I got to tell you, Apple is like my new thing. I yeah. love Apple. Wait till you get to th- season three. It doesn't doesn't hold up. But yes, well, right. first but I'm two, getting two first, good seasons. First two seasons are great. Yeah. You know, for all mankind, I'm there. There's there's stuff out there that's good to watch. So, but, but this is just not for me. Um, there's not much stuff currently though. Like everything Shane's watching is past, but I guess that's true, talking. but there's nothing new really. Is there? Yeah, there's new stuff. It's just not very good. Oh, um, it's either hyper-sexualized like teenage high school dramas where you're watching and you're like, is that person over 18? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anymore. Hmm. Or it's like a bunch of really, really ugly people, some dramatic business thing, or like a cop procedural with a bunch of ugly older people. And it's like, there's, there's <laughs> nothing. Ugly older, it's like you said, everybody's ugly. It's, like, it's <laughs> either a bunch of very, very, very young, hypersexualized bad actors that, that are questionably legally allowed to get naked and and you're uncomfortable watching it or a bunch of 
pretty good actors, but all everything they're given is hyper dramatic, really oversold nonsense. Everything now, it, there's 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 so little entertainment value to everything I watch. There's so little heart. Like I don't get a lot of heart in anything. Everyone is vapid. Everyone's the main character. Everyone is a narcissist. Everyone, every main character you watch nowadays has such extreme flaws that you can't root for them as a normal human being. I think well, our- you yourself has to have to also be a massive narcissist to root for any of these people. Well, art is a reflection of society. So, you know, people can only create what they know. Right. And, you know, social media is creating, you know, it's, it's, it's creating, it's, it's turning a lot of us into the worst form of who we can be. You know, and if you're not grounded in some way, you could just fly away. It's, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Aaron, Stephen Aaron Ernest here says Snowpiercer season is awesome. Yeah, Snowpiercer is great, but mm. there hasn't been new Snow Snowpiercer for a long time. So you know, yeah. there is good shows out there that if you haven't seen, I can give you a lot of great shows to go watch, but none of them are current. All the current stuff lacks heart. All the current stuff lacks all. Like it, it lacks, I, I I have no other way to say it. It lacks heart. It's either a bunch can of you, young, vapid. Can you give some examples? Okay. Um, man, let me just pull up my Hulu real quick, and I'll give you a bunch of because examples. I I don't. There's a lot of these shows I'm just not even remotely interested in, so I won't watch them. But if you have any that that would resonate sure. with any of us, yeah, you know, I, I watch I watch a little bit of everything. I like try Lipstick to stick Island 19. I don't think counts. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watched the new Justified with uh, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, t- uh, Justified, uh, whatever it's called, C- City Prime, or oh, whatever. Um, it's pretty garbage. Uh, they do they they created a new Justified without understanding what Justified what made Justified good in the first place. Um, it re- literally lacks all the things that made Justified good. There's a new Futurama that came out. You think I'd be all about new Futurama? Somehow, it's the most subpar Futurama I've ever seen. It lacks all the normal heartfelt moments from characters where you want to like them. And it just seems like a Simpsons version of the show. One show that's really good right now is that's actually current, I would say, is What We Do in the Shadows. Right now, that's that, that, that show is great. I have nothing bad, bad to say about it. So, um, that's, that's great. Um, what else? Uh, I'm watching, I'm, I'm trying to watch a lot of stuff. Another I don't know thing, how you do it. Another <laughs> thing that bothers me about, uh, freaking, like, why is there no continue watching on, on Hulu? My God, I hate this damn series so much, but it has the most, uh, up to date things. So Hulu does. Yeah. I'm trying to find this show really? that I was watching recently. I can't. I can't find it because I there's no continued watching on here for some reason. I'm not watching anything that's not on Apple for like the next several months, 100%. I'm going to watch Silo. I'm going to watch Foundation. I'm going to watch uh, Mythic Quest. I'm going to watch C. I'm going to watch all those shows. I watched um, I watched the um, um, the video game, the one with. Uh, Oh God! What is it? the The one that came out with the Nintendo, 
Tetris. I watched Tetris. Fantastic. Fascinating. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. You know, Apple's Apple's making some good stuff right now. And you know what I noticed about Apple? It's not, it's not, it doesn't feel woke. None of the stuff on Apple feels like it has an agenda. Right. You know, nothing I've seen anyway so far. Um, I can't I can't find what I was watching because this stupid thing doesn't allow me to sort by continued watching. I'm not gonna search right now. But there's a uh, show going on right now. It's about like this pop star. Um, everyone was talking about it on Reddit for a while, so I, I I plugged it in, and it's literally about these questionably uh, uh, questionably of age, hypersexualized, just nudie all over the place pop stars. They have zero acting ability. It's just so vapid and stupid and and gross. It's over the top. With how hypersexualized it is, like I, I, I'm not someone who has a problem with uh, hypersexualization. I, I, I don't mind a good, good nudity. I gotta be honest with you. Oh, we know, we know. Um, but this made me uncomfortable. It's called The Idol. Thank you, thank you, Hulu, for finally giving me something. <clears throat> yeah, The Idol is garbage. It features like The Weeknd, who is not an actor. He literally <laughs> says the most atrocious things to like these what appears to be 15 year old girls. It's weird and gross and it makes me uncomfortable. I See, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that anyways. Like it's just not something I can put on TV in front of me. Everyone was talking about it. So I want to see what they're talking about. I watched two episodes and I was like, I'm done. Um, the righteous gemstones just wrapped up. I did like the righteous gemstones. It's good, mm. but I gotta be honest. If you don't like, uh, that guy, what, what what's his name? Uh, the actor that plays in like the main character, Danny McBride. If you don't like Danny McBride, you're going to have a hard time. Um, because yeah, he's an acquired taste. He's an acquired taste. And look, it also has John Goodman. So you think, well, if, if there's more John Goodman in it, then I could deal with. And season one was most, was it wasn't all Danny McBride. It was like a, a, it was an ensemble thing. But as the seasons went on, it became more and more the Danny McBride show. And I got to tell you, if you do not like Danny McBride, but you like Adam Devine and John Goodman, you are going to have a hard time. It sounds like you don't like Danny McBride. I don't think I do. I think it's annoying. <laughs> I think, I think he's like, he's, he's, he's um, obnoxiously aggressively offensive and it's it's not it just doesn't work the the sister in that show also like aggressively offensive there's good things about that show great things actually i actually like it but it's really hard for me to get past a lot of the garbage succession was supposed to be, everyone's talking about how great succession is succession is so good oh my god Okay, let's well, finish your thought. I, I, you, you have, I haven't seen it yet. You have to dedicate a healthy portion of your time and your brain power to this show. If you don't have a couple hours to spend watching and then digesting succession, it requires such a commitment that a person with two jobs and a family really can't enjoy succession. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's good. 
but it requires so much of me that every time I go to turn on, I'm like, I'm just, I can't do succession right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> too much like, effort. I need a day yeah, too off. Much brain power. I got to need a day off to enjoy succession. I tried watching Euphoria because of Zandaya and everyone's like talking about how great it is. Mm. I'm sorry. She's not a good actress. I'm going to say it. Zendaya is a YouTuber turned superstar. She's not a good actress. She always plays the same role. She is continually, never ending, high on something. At what point does this actress ever play someone who is not completely fucking blazed out of her mind? She is constantly <laughs> stoned in everything she does. Well, that's a reflection and, of culture, too. Because and maybe you like her. Maybe you're, like, really into this character. If you are watching Euphoria or whatever, you're like, I love Euphoria. You like Zendaya. You don't like Euphoria. You like Zendaya. And that's fine. You can be a fan of her. But I'm not a fan of her. So I'm watching this show. I'm like, what is the, what is the like on this? Mm. A bunch of stone little kids playing dramatic dr- drama? She's not great. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> a lot of these I haven't even heard of. I mean, I, I I can keep I can keep going, but there's like there's so much that is there is some good out there still, but there is so much that is just like a regurgitation of what once was good, but they completely lost the point. Like they forgot why Justified was good. They forgot what made these things good in the first place, and they're trying to cookie cutter these characters that you once loved into a new type of show or in, into a, a modern depiction of the show. And it just doesn't work. The template, the template is corrupt guys. If you were continually working from the same template and the temp- template doesn't work, dude, toss it out, get a new template guys, get a new template, figure something else out. I, I mean, to be fair, righteous gemstones is not using the same template. It's just for me, some of the actors like just drive me nuts. Succession is not using the same template. You're right. But God damn it. You have to invest so much time and mental energy into that. It's not worth it. But everything else is pretty much everything else. is just sort of bland and untalented and cookie cutter. Even the stuff that has uh, names you remember like Futurama and Justified on it. You'd think you would love these things. Even... Even my beloved Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm watching it, and I'm... Boy, the last episode was fantastic. But every episode before that was like, why are you holding back? Mm. You, 15 seasons of this show. You've never once shied away from a joke, from 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 a group of people. You've never once had a problem tackling any single problem, any single topic. Yet you come into this new season... And you can tell immediately, immediately, every person in there is worried about getting canceled. They're mm. so careful with every topic they touch. They they almost exclusively make fun of each other, and they mm. won't even they they won't go outside the box. It's not the same show. It's not. I gotta mm. tell you what what's his name? Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds' partner. He's in Mythic Quest. Oh my god, I'm forgetting. He's he plays. He plays um, uh, the gay guy in Always Sunny. Rob, Rob McKinley. 
Rob McKinley is one of the writing writer writing partners on Always Sunny because he's one of the he's one of the three guys. He has gotten so progressive over the last like five or six years that he refuses to allow um uh his writing partners and this is my th- theory, I don't know exactly, but he refuses to allow Glenn Howington and Charlie Day to actually do their thing. Glenn Howington, Howerton, Howerton actually had an episode that he wrote and he starred in that was specifically about him and only him this last episode. You can tell that the rest of the cast had nothing to do with it because it was the only good episode of the entire season so far. Mm. Where he got to he got to tackle like the problem with modern society. Um, but everything else, like it's it's just so bland. Everyone's so safe. And either and when they're not safe, they're offensive. It's like mm. there's no in between. It's like let's be offensive and so show you underage boobies and penises and bad acting, or let's be so safe that our comedy is bland and and lifeless. Well, I can give you a couple that aren't so bad. Uh, Poker Face on Peacock's actually a really good show. Uh, it's a mystery it. every week, who done it kind of thing, uh, kind of like Columbo if you remember that. And I, I, I think whole, I watched the whole pretty, thing already. Not every week. Sober. What's that? I've already watched the whole thing. No, when you watch the show every week. When oh, it comes I see. Out, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's it's not it's going to have a new season. Uh, it's a new thing. Uh, Barry, got to tell you, it was a great show. Yeah, it's over now. Yeah, on HBO, great. it is over. Just finished, but that's something if you haven't seen it that you should definitely check out. Good. That that episode with the <clears throat> one quick thing. There was there's a in in I think it's the last episode of last season. There's mm. this continuous shot of Barry who's on a motorcycle. And the camera follows him throughout this long shot where he goes up and top the 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 car dealership. And it's just so brilliant the way it's done. Yeah. Like I had to rewind it like five times to see how Barry got out. Oh. And but if you cool. but if you look, you can see him throughout the entire shot working his way throughout the crowd to get out of that situation. It's very clever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, love that show. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is actually a really good show. Um, I didn't expect that to be as good as it was, but uh, I watched a few episodes of that and really liked it. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit, of, and it's thank you to you, Brian, by the way, for giving me the your Apple login. I don't know why we didn't talk about it sooner, but um, it ended up working out. I ended up watching For All Mankind. Um, I watched the first two seasons. And uh, I got to tell you, um, it's a really interesting take on it, you know, really interesting take on on the moon, you know, the moon landing, of course. Uh, you know, the one thing about this story is, of course, you know, we didn't land on the moon first. It was the Russians and how the course of history changes as a result of the fact that the Russians beat us to the moon and what that did to our society and culture. And I got to tell you, it's fascinating uh, to see, like, who was elected as a result, you know, what you know, the fact that some people end up going to space sooner, just kind of the way the whole dynamics of, of time changed throughout history. It's very fascinating to watch. It is a little slow from time to time. I find myself like, you know, hoping like, when's the next like space thing going to happen? Because there are some elements of, of it that are kind of slow. Yeah. Uh, but it is very dramatic. And um, and you, you fall in love with the characters. So that's that's a really good show. And thanks to uh thanks to chris i think who was it was it chris that uh, said you know hey i needed to watch it last week or something like that or was it no it was uh uh kyle 
I think mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Approach. So that was really cool. And then I, of course, went right into Ted Lasso uh, because I wanted something light. And uh, I now understand what everybody was talking about. Such a great show. Ted Lasso is, you know what he is? Mm. He is a starship captain. He is a classic Star Trek captain. Mm. And you can't help but root for him until the last season. Um, Star Trek. I don't know about. I mean, I'm he not has sure. That vibe though, where he brings these talented people with their own problems together. It feel it has that same. It does it does the same for me that that a lot of Star Trek did for me. It works. He's he he sneaks up on you, and right. I think they gave him that southern twang to kind of uh, kind of make him seem almost like he's going to be an idiot. And um, oh, but the way the, he approaches things are the scene with the darts though. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was that that is that is going to go down in history for me as one of those like there's like there's like 50 all time amazing scenes of television. That scene where he beats her ex-husband was so well done. See, like as the audience, you think that he's going to lose, but he's going to have something clever to say. You Mm -hmm. had already set this character up as someone who is good at losing. right? Well, and the husband doesn't lose. Right. The husband doesn't lose. And they've already set up Lasso as someone who, in the face of loss, is able to uh, be, mm-hmm. you know, normal and stand up and, and yeah. still gain still. But then that moment goes, but if you had asked me a question, you would have seen. And he just got perfect. Perfect. Right. And, he, and, and you finally, that's the first time you actually see him winning. And he's winning versus the guy who always wins. And it's, it was a really, really clever moment. That that just solidified right there. I'm like, okay, I just, I'm gonna love this character forever. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I, I think Lasso is is a, an example of how you create a TV show where it's easy to fall in love with the characters. Like each one of the characters has this endearing quality about it. Like, right. like, um, and I think this is a good lesson to writers to watch a show like that. And when you're creating a character, to say, you know, you need to give them, um, you need to give them faults. But you also need to give them opportunities to, uh, you know, to come back from losses. Right. To become better. <clears throat> to, to rise above. And that, that makes us fall in love with these characters. And I think a lot of shows have, don't understand how to write things that way. Yeah. Um, and a, a show that a show that I thought was going to do that was called The Bear. I'm not sure if, you, if anyone's seen it. I haven't it. seen it. I know it's listed as one of the top shows of the season. Yeah, it's an FX show. It's an FX show. I thought <clears> it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be it was thought I was going to show people that are broken by themselves but together they're able to like rise above and but it never does that. It's mm. like it's constantly bad luck. It's constant broken. It's constant mistakes. There's glimmers mm. of like familiar teamwork in there, but it's constantly subverted by their own selfish, selfish actions that hurt the whole. And I get that that's realistic in a way, but it's goddamn disheartening. It is frustrating to never see the main characters ever rise above their their own problems their yeah. to work together. <clears throat> it's so hard to see that, and you're just being teased all that, waiting. At some point, they're gonna they're gonna be, be work together as a team, right? No, and you're like, <laughs> come on! I get you guys like it, but like, it's such a downer se- se- series. <clears throat> 
when it could have been something special like Lasso. Right. And that's what you need. You need a character with, with that you understand their moral compass and that they don't break from it. Like, that's the important thing is like is like Lasso. You understand who he is, you know, and you're like, he's got a, his, he's got a set of morals. He follows them to a fault. Right. That's the way his character is. Right. You get a moment in season two where he actually becomes led Tasso. <laughs> where he, where he uh he be all of a sudden becomes a completely different person he's like screaming and yelling at people you know because he's trying to get the team mad at him so the team will come together typical right. coaching strategy <clears throat> and you know you 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 go oh I don't like this character he's breaking his moral compass this is my problem with star trek the characters break their moral compass in my opinion and and that's whether it's a legacy character somebody who's been around for you know years and years and years if that character breaks its compass in this show, it's like breaking it. You're breaking it, period. Right. And that's the problem with it. You know, if, if you look at the character and go, that's not, I don't understand the character this way. Then that's where you start having problems. So, uh, yeah, take a look at a show like that. And, and I really hope the rest of Apple, uh, so far, so good. I've loved everything I've seen on Apple. So <clears> have <throat> you seen Mythic Quest yet? I have not seen it yet. All right. So you're, you're I got to tell up. you, I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> That's something you're missing out on if you haven't seen it. And I'll tell you why. When it comes to characters that have uh, problems but are able to work as a team to sort of rise above those problems and be successful, there's a lot of heart in that show. A lot. Yeah. There's a well, lot of comedy, I, I, but there's yeah. also a lot of heart. I really enjoy I can, it. I can only watch so much television, unlike you, which somehow you watch seven shows at one time. Well, I see, can I, only watch one at a time. I will not continue watching a show <laughs> past the second episode. If it if it doesn't capture me, mm. I just I, I I drop it. Um, I try to give it three. So there's well, I mean, if if it's getting me there, if it's sort of working, I will. Like I watched the entire first and second season now of of the Bear, and I'm still very, I'm not 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 the entire second season yet, but I've watched all of the Bear so far, and I'm still very frustrated. Mm. I don't feel like I'm getting what I need out of it. Um. There's one show that's really good. If you guys haven't seen this, it's uh, by Nathan Fillion. It's called The Rehearsal. Um, it's just a very clever, and I, I don't want to kill it for you, so I'm just going to say check out The Rehearsal and know that everything that that show does is 100% real, and when you realize that, it's nuts. Hmm. Also, uh, Only Murders in the Building was um, <clears throat> surprisingly good. I thought mm. it was going to be boring. That's a Steve Martin one. Yeah, Steve Martin one. And it ended up being actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and there's one last one that a lot of people are sleeping on. And I want to tell you guys, you got to you know, watch it. It's on Peacock, which, you know, you know, Peacock is like my favorite all time thing. It's called. Um, uh, it's called. Uh, Based on a true story. And it has uh, Kelly Kako, Kaku, whatever. Um, it's really good, really good. We've already talked about Miss Davis. We 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 like that. Someone said I gotta watch Twisted Mellow, so I'm gonna watch that. Now. I will check that out. I'm I'm not certain how I feel about Mrs. Davis. Um, I'm not certain how I feel. I'm not sure if it was good or not. I thought it was um, clever. I mean, I thought it was clever, but that doesn't mean it was good. That's true. You know, it was definitely clever. I guess um, the bar is pretty low right now. That's why. If yeah, it's, it's clever, it, it didn't it didn't wrap up satisfactorily for me, and I don't I don't think it's going to get a second season. So, so you should check out a show called Based on a True Story. Mm -hmm. It's on Peacock. Uh, it's really well done. 
really well done. It has a murder mystery vibe to it. It's very, very unique. Um, I dug it a lot, actually. Yeah, as I uh, Caleb here uh, mentions Ark. No, but I know I saw the first episode of Ark, and I mean to come back to it. Brian, you were watching the Ark. I watched you? the whole season. <clears throat> I did. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I will. I will. I will go. I will. I will not rest on the fact that the damn graphics looked like something out of freaking PlayStation One. They look horrible. Not their fault though. They 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 didn't get a lot of money to yeah, make it. They don't. I get that. Um, what are you watching it on? What platform? I believe it's on. I believe it's on Peacock. Yeah, it's on. It's on Peacock. Peacock. Okay. So yeah, I'll I go back. That's a Dean Devlin production. You know, yeah. it's Stargate. So the writing is very good. Um, with with what they were given, I believe they did a very good job. Uh, I believe the acting is actually pretty pretty stellar. None of the cast, um, is immediately likable, mm. but over time you do definitely like a couple of the characters. They have honor. Um, you like the universe they're building. Um, it's not believable yet, but it's it's getting there for me. It definitely has potential, but I gotta say they need more money. Mm. They need more money. They like they've spent the majority of that entire production is spent on the same exact set. You want to talk about a cheap show? Ninety percent of that show is spent on the ship because they can't leave it. And the rest of it is sort of lackluster graphics, but it's a cool story. So mm. I think it's worth your time. Um, so yeah, it, there is good stuff out there, but in my opinion, a lot of it is sort of uh, just not great. Um, and the stuff that is great for me is just, uh, it's just, it's ending, you know, Ted Lasso's ending, Barry's ending. There's things that are still great, but they're ending. The stuff it's all that's, ending, brother. It's the stuff that's ending. in, the stuff that's happening still <clears throat> is, is just not, it's just sort of bland. It's all ending and there's no end to this writer strike. Honestly, I, if, if I believe, uh, strongly believe that the studios are going to let this thing run as long as they possibly can, because uh, the reality is the studios have overspent on 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 production mm. and uh, they have a huge library with which people can go back and watch uh now with streaming so that's the other thing about streaming services over cables they can go back and watch it's video on demand now you know it used to be cable you know uh, uh the cable companies or the, the the channels the different studios had to be concerned if they didn't bring out new shows then what were people going to watch you know old reruns now people watch whatever they want. I do feel like this strike is going to continue. They're going to push it as long as they can, and they're going to try to break those riders. I can feel it coming. Yeah, I think they probably can. They have plenty of stuff they <clears throat> can. A lot. Most people are are completely content watching older stuff. Um, and there's so much to watch. Yeah. No, we're not sleeping on Ark. Like I said, I watched the entire first season of Ark. I enjoyed it. I believe they need more money though. Like, yeah. Give Dean Devlin more money, but that's not going to happen because <laughs> strikes and all. So, I'm surprised Dean Devlin even did it. He he said after uh, Geostorm, he was done. He was done making stuff in Hollywood, but he came back. Yeah, I mean it's a good story. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's transition. So that's the end of uh, what you should be watching now. What do you want to talk about? I don't now? know how we got into that. Let's talk about uh, Gay Splinter. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, I had to really think about what you said there for a second. You want to talk about talk, Teenage Mutant Ninja let's Turtles? Let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, Flaming Homosexual Splinter. Yeah, so that that is, I, I got to tell you, that came out yesterday. I saw it on Twitter. I sent you a link if you want to look at it. It's abounding in a comics link. I saw it. Um, you know, that's actually what got me really curious to go see the movie because I knew I wanted to talk about some stuff today. And, uh, and so when I saw that, that they had made Splinter gay, I was like, whoa, that's like, <laughs> why would you do that? Number one, he was a single dad, I guess is the way, best way you want to look at it. And, uh, the thing about Splinter was that he was, you know, he was the, the guiding post for the he's a mutant rat he doesn't he doesn't have sexuality right what i'm saying is is he was always the moral he was the he had the 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 set of belief system you know he was the stern strict father uh, always looking out for the best interest of his turtles and i'm like somebody gave him a plus one what's what's up here uh so i was surprised and the the evidence that was presented to us was a uh a poster that came is actually Paramount UK. So this is a Paramount product. It's Paramount in association with, um, um, oh my God. Sony? No, no, the kids show. Uh, oh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. And if you say here, you see this this creature here, this creature. Yeah, and I, scumbag. And I, yeah, and I, I apologize. I actually took notes while I was at the movie theater and I ran in here and left them in the house. So I can't go get them. Mm. Uh, but scumbag, if you show that, right, if you'll notice, if you scroll back down, it says himself. Okay. Um, in the movie, scumbag is actually a fee, uh, a female a mm. her. And so this poster came out and it says himself. So misgendered, I guess. Um, and somebody else who bounding into comments mentions here, uh, if you scroll up, I can't remember the name of the person, but that person said they watched a pre-Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle version where that character was uh, a man Price or of male. Reason. Yes. Price of Reason said that the character was male. Well, I'll tell you, I'll re- I mean, I went to go look and see, and I'll tell you that at least three different times in the movie, uh, that character is, rela- is is spoken of as a her or a she. Mm-hmm. So there are some people saying that they, they, in ADR, they changed it, that they, you know, originally, now I will say, I don't know why uh, Splinter has to have a partner at all. So Splinter is actually making out with the scumbag character at the very end. Yeah. So throughout the entire, and so a couple spoilers weird. here. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, well, Splinter in this, this version of Splinter is one who's kind of lonely. The, uh, the, the, the boys, the, the turtles are teenagers. They want to go out and do their own thing. And Splinter is just kind of stuck hanging out. Uh, he's trying to keep him at home, kind of like, you know, the Splinter. If you remember from the 1980s cartoons, and that's the version I go off of with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I watched the movies. Uh, I did not watch. I did not look at any, any comic books. OK, right. so I don't have the comic book history, but I did watch the cartoons. And that's kind of how I gauge things. And I really love Splinter from um from the cartoons right and that version of him he was strong right um this version of splinter and and let me just say about the movie overall as a whole the i don't understand why this animation style was chosen 
It's so bad. I hate it so much. I hate it. 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 I hate, it. I hate the low FPS animation style. Can we stop doing that? Please. Please, so, Hollywood, stop when, killing. When you say stop doing that, what are other things that did this? Puss in Boots did the same thing. Not for no, the entire no. film. Now, I saw Puss in Boots, and Puss in Boots was way better animation than yes, this. Yes, because they only used that low FPS for the action scenes. The rest of the movie was fine, so it was not Is as it noticeable. It's cheaper? I don't know why. I think they think it's stylistic. But what they do is, so in, in Puss in Boots, what they did was, during the action scenes, they they basically have the FPS from 23.5 to like 15. <clears throat> it makes it look more like comic booky, I guess, in their mind. No. Mm -mm. It, it to me, it, look it looks more cheap and messy. gross. Right, messy. It looks messy. So I, I would describe this animation as uh, the, an the, uh, the Island of Misfit Toys animation. It's like... Bad. Things don't look right. Like a lot of things are edges aren't smoothed. Um, it looks, you know what it is? I, I think there. it looks like a drawing. Maybe that's what you're talking about. It looks like kind of like a drawing in some aspects right. where you don't finish off your, there's no no smooth edges. Things are kind right. of. Right. In order, in order to uh, amplify that effect, they also drop the FPS down really low, which they think is a stylistic choice, but a lot of us are just like, why is this this way? It looks so choppy and, and unfinished. Yes. And so the, I did get that sense from watching the movie that it was, uh, it felt a little unfinished and specifically some of the characters were just didn't look right. Like for example, Splinter's character looks weird. He's like awkwardly chubby on the lower half. Um, so was April O'Neill's character. Like just strangely, like so that so body that, shape looks weird. So the 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 fat chick is April O'Neil. The the black girl is she black too? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. She's oh, black. So so she's like uh, she's like a little chubby black teenager. a chubby black teenager. Okay, right. So weird. Um. Well, I mean, it's yeah, def different from what we remember, and also so the Splinter character is different. Like he's not a you know fit. Um, that is April O'Neil. Like, why would you do that? So you like, know, I don't and that's understand. Why would you do that? Why would you go against <clears throat> what everyone likes about well, these? I'll tell you why. Because that's what Hollywood does. We talked about earlier. They do. They do it with everything. So they they find an IP and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. All right. So what's up with the characters? Let's talk about the characters. Okay. The first thing they say is okay. What can we change to be to be socially significant? That's the first thing they do. Which characters can we change? Well, can't really change the turtles, right? They are, you know, it, it'd be difficult. I mean, you could change them, but that's going to be really drastic, right? Right. Um, so who can we change? Uh, well, Splinter just looks, he's like a different variation of the character. I wouldn't say Splinter is that much different. I mean, he still has the same morals, the same, comp you know, same moral compass. Uh, he's still, you know, looking out for the best interest of his of his boys. He cares and loves uh, loves them, and he hates humans. So, he, basically, the character is the same. But it's kind he's kind of an old fuddy duddy. He's kind of uh, a little bit out of touch. Um, and they've got him made up as if he's super old, as opposed to just being, you know, a little bit older. Did right? he did he hate humans in the original? I don't remember him hating humans. He didn't trust him. He didn't trust him. That's true. Right. 
So, you know, and, and they give a really good backstory here. The one thing I will say about this, about this, the story is that even though the animation is, it doesn't look great. um, Even though they've, they've done some weird things with, with some of the characters, the story is actually very good. Um, the, The story that's told is, uh, is, is, I believe fairly accurate to, you know, very true to the characters. It's kind of hopeful. There's an element of bringing uh, both sides together uh, of two different sides together to, to, to create something positive. It's not a divisive uh, movie where they're trying to like, you know, continue to break down society. Uh, I thought there was a really good message. I thought the characters pretty much represented themselves properly and we got kind of a beginning story to like if you look back there bebop and rocksteady some of the characters the bad guys later on that you'll see um you know you got kind of a little bit of their backstory and kind of how everybody became mutants i I thought it was actually done really well i I liked the story quite a bit yeah um the animation i'm not gonna watch a frame of this to be honest well the animation was just so difficult yeah um and um but honestly, it was it was actually a good story. Like I was I was surprised because there's not been a lot of really great choices. Um, you know, Seth Rogen is one of the three writers on this, and he's not been making great choices lately. What is Scumbag? What is that thing? Scumbag is a uh, I want to say, is it the cockroach or is it, it's the only one that doesn't speak and somehow it, it's got its own alien language but it's it's like a cockroach or something it's either i don't know sure if it's the cockroach or it's God. one of the bugs but so, so gross and weird like everything about this is weird Ugh, it's, well let me give you the rest of it here go ahead you, i mean you didn't see it i did so and, I and i'll it. be honest i'll be honest with you um you're not gonna like it because you, because you're a quality queen and it's definitely not you're not gonna like the animation i, I know yeah but if you just close your eyes and listen to the story, it's a great story. Uh, April O'Neil has been changed from the uh, the the white redheaded um, reporter. Well, she was actually Hispanic redheaded before. Mm, no. Yeah, she was. I don't think so. Yeah, she was. She had darker skin, but she wasn't Hispanic. She was Hispanic. She was. Mm. Yes, she was. I don't think so. I remember. Nope. Yep. Anyways, regardless, now she's this frumpy looking thing. No, uh, April O'Neil was not. Yes, she was. She was Hispanic. She was Latina. I don't think so. Anyways, more Major, ginger you're side. The comic book version. Yeah, the comic book version. She was. She was Latina. No, I'm, I, I told you I didn't watch comic books. Yeah, but the, the cartoon was, was based on the on cartoon. comic books. No, she was a white friend. redheaded girl, dude. Okay, we can argue about this all day long. That's fine. Let's move on. I will give you the. uh, There's no argument about it. This is clear. There is is an argument. She was no, and it's important that everybody understands before I say what I'm going to say. So you cannot give them wrong information here. This is the picture of her in the in the in the TV series in the in the cartoon, the one on the right. That is not a Latina. That I don't know what that one on the on the right on the left is. That's not the one I don't, in the comic. That was book. the comic book version. No, it wasn't. I don't know. That's what I read saying. the comic book version. That was not the comic book version. I okay, read. but let's focus on what I'm saying here. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. 
So this version, so you got to hear. So that redheaded girl was the comic book, was the TV show yes. cartoon version. Yes. She was a reporter. Okay. And uh, she made friends with, with the turtles, right? Right. So in this version of it, this April O'Neil is a high school student who wants to be a reporter, wants to be a journalist, but uh, doesn't want to be on camera. So they've kind of taken the character, some qualities of the character, and they've changed a little bit. Honestly speaking, other than changing the the, the gender or changing the race of the character, um, there really isn't anything woke about it. Like, she's just a girl. She's just a kind of a nerdy high school girl. <clears throat> now, granted, the other April was an adult. So yeah, she was that an actual is something reporter. Different. And she was an actual reporter. Right. And in this version, she's basically a, a teenage girl who's trying to um, get the prom put back on. The prom's been canceled. And she wants to write, write this really cool story, right, and try to solve this mystery, this bad guy. Because the character in the, in the, uh, the main character in the movie, the bad guy is somebody called Superfly, played by Ice Cube. He did a really great job with it. Um, and uh, she's trying to solve this mystery. And so the turtles believe that if they help bring Superfly to justice, then society will accept them, basically. And they won't uh, think of them as freaks. So they go on this this mission to try to take care of this and do this. And um, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty straightforward. There's nothing woke about it. There's nothing weird. Uh, you've got some of the voices in this are John Cena, who plays Rocksteady. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, plays uh, the guy who started this whole problem. Baxter Stockman, who invented the the ooze. Mm. Um, you got Paul Rudd uh, as Mondo uh, Gecko. Ice Cube is Superfly. Um, you got some really great voices here, and um, and everybody did a really good job. Even Maya Rudolph is in is in here um, as the bad lady. And and by the way, in this in this show, the bad guy, the old, the super bad guy, is a woman. So, yeah, so I nothing woke about this. If you enjoy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think you can go watch this. Um, other than the fact that they they race swapped a character and and they made Splinter seem kind of weird looking. Jackie Chan plays Splinter. And Jackie Chan's uh, English has just seemed to have gotten worse. <laughs> it sounds so. Yeah. It almost yeah. sounds like a comic version, a com comedic version of a stereotypical Asian. Bro, yeah, you know what's funny is I watched a uh, a movie on Netflix recently called Hidden Strike. Okay, <laughs> Hidden Strike with Net with uh, John Cena and uh, I'm sorry, I got muted. John Cena and Jackie Chan, uh -huh. and bro, I can't <laughs> understand a word Jackie Chan saying. And it's typical Jackie Chan where he's like doing all the stunts and all that. And John's, but John Cena carries the crap out of this movie. Mm. First off, the movie doesn't make any sense. There's so many plot holes and problems, but it's fun just seeing them like fly around and do weird stunts. Um, this is the movie Hidden Strike. Mm. Half of it is in Chinese because I think that Jackie Chan couldn't say the English lines. Oh, so they yeah. just kept doing like uh, subtitles or something. I don't know, um, but it's clearly like uh, for the company of uh, China kind of mm. movie. It's like 
like the good guys are these guys, but they work for like the company, and the bad guys are the Americans trying to steal the oil or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, but Jackie Chan was inaudible, like can't huh. understand a word he's saying the entire movie. Yeah, it was tough. It was uh, for a second. I'm like, is that Jackie Chan? It just seems so over the top. I mean, almost. But um, and also Mr. Beast is in as a voice in here, which I think is pretty funny. Of course. Uh, also, Post Malone. A lot of people in this in this thing here. Um, now, I didn't agree. I don't understand why they had to go down the road of of giving Splinter a partner. He does go through multiple times in this movie where he basically says he's lonely. Um, I don't know why they felt like they had to go down that road. Um, it wasn't necessary, and and it didn't really add anything to it. Uh, so, if they were going to go that route, and it's possible, it's possible that they ch- that they chose to make him you know, LGBTQ somehow. And then somehow in ADR, they went back and changed, had people change it. And they just kind of decided, no, nah, we're not going to go that route. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen uh, came down off his, off his blazing stone mine. He's like, huh, huh, you know what? Huh, we should probably not make him gay. Right. Let's fix that. Huh. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, listen, Anybody who watches it would be like, come on. Like, at what point do you just call it pandering? I mean, the guy was with nobody. Now you've got to turn, you know, and, and I get it. Like, that's where this is going. And we're going to talk giant about mosquito cockroach thing. And so- <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about Haunted Mansion next, which is going to also bleed into the same problem that we're having. And the, the problem is, is that the, the, the need and desire to change things uh, because it is now socially unacceptable to not embrace this non-white male thing that they got going on. But we'll talk about that in the members section. What's that? We'll talk about that in the members section, right? No. Haunted Mansion? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about it here? No. Yeah. It's on the thumb. We can't. Listen, anything that's on the thumb, we got to talk about. It is. Well, I mean, it's in the the title. Oh, I see. Okay. So we have to talk about it. But um, we will. We can expand on it some more if you want in the members section. Sure. But I think it's important to note that this movie, I think, is fine. And if they did make that change and they said, look, we, we uh, yeah, let's not do that. Uh, that's one step too far making Splinter, you know, LG. and I would agree that's one step too far. The character was not that. There's no reason to make him that other than to yeah. have an agenda. And to me, this movie doesn't have an agenda. So Shane, uh, what do you think about the demasking of the turtles? They look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> nothing changed like uh, the, the thing about the turtles is like all of the, the art done in this uh the turtles are probably the best drawn thing you know the most clearly drawn i thought all the actors did a good job of representing each of the characters as we know the characters to be um the, the turtles each of them in their own way they were just like we remember them from the cartoons uh and then when they demasked them at the end where they actually went to high school sorry if you guys didn't want that spoiler, um, uh, I didn't really notice any different. And I don't think anybody else would either. There's four turtles out there. I don't know why they're wearing a mask. So Right. It's like, what, is the mask hiding their identity? You're a <laughs> giant turtle. Well, that's the, you know, that's always been the problem. What is the mask going to do? I know. It's like, they're supposed to be ninjas, you know, you know. And I will say, if uh. you guys listen, and <clears throat> if you if you care about it, uh, and, and, and you care about this a lot and you don't want a spoiler. There is a post credit scene, which I'm going to share right now. I'll give you three seconds to mute it or something like that. Oh no. 
we get Shredder at the very end. All right. So we will have a, a probably another movie. I'm assuming, and I think it's worthy of another one. I'm assuming he's a giant uh, 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 cockroach. And uh... we only get the back of him. So. Hmm. Stupid. All right. Move well, on. Okay. Well, I mean, I know you said it's all stupid, but I just gave you like some pretty good information. So what's stupid? Let's hear your thoughts. I, I, I think the entire thing is stupid. Uh, the animation looks really, really bad. It just seems mm-hmm. so childish. The whole thing. I get it. It's Ninja Turtles. There's gotta be an air of, of, um, uh, immaturity there, but the Ninja Turtles are supposed to be cool too. Like, it's not supposed to be one giant Nickelodeon TikTok oh, that went. They were long. cool. They were cool. And I got to tell you, the fighting in there was good. Like, mm. like everybody kicks some ass, man. Even Splinter kicks some ass. So there's, there's, they're cool. I mean, they're the, 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 the turtles are exactly like you remember them. They're Everything the I've seen in the trailers looks. The animation is choppy. And I think that's, can, can we just, everything that I said, let's put aside the animation because you seem stuck there. What do you think about the rest of what I said? About how can it? And the about fighting Splinter be cool if you can't? If like everything is just so choppy and like how could how is it how can it be cool? You're saying they that the ass. dialogue is cool. Well, they kick ass. I mean, listen, just because it's not be- the perfect or beautiful animation doesn't mean you can't see what's happening on screen. Mm. You know right. what I mean? All right. You know, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. To me, it just looks. You know, yeah, who knows? You guys may you guys might like it. Yeah, not, I actually I liked it better than Haunted Mansion. So there you go. Yeah, bar is pretty low there, huh, boss? Well, let's put it this way: Haunted Mansion was a meh movie, like two point five out of out of out of five stars, right? right? And it was better than that. So yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean that's not good for Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I give I give the I give the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story I give it a four point five out of five, and I give the animation a, a two out of five. That seems like a pretty fair uh, rating, so I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. So what's up with Haunted Mansion? Why can't just moving on from TMNT? Why can't uh, Disney seem to lock down this Haunted Mansion thing? Right, so like, so we're yeah. we're on we're on attempt two, right? Well, uh, two or three, right? Or two or three? How many haunted mansions are there now? They can't seem to figure this thing out. Well, and here's the thing: is here's what's really crazy about it. Like when you got Eddie Murphy as your as your star, mm-hmm. um, who he was the star in in uh, the earlier version, I think mm-hmm. two thousand three. Uh, it's a problem. Like, like you've got a problem. If Eddie Murphy doesn't bring home your film and you've got a classic IP, I mean, the Haunted Mansion terrified me when I was five and six years old. Right. But the first time I got to go on that ride, I did not want to go on that ride. It was a haunted mansion and I didn't want to have nothing to do with it as a kid. They forced me to go through the ride as all good parents did in the seventies. And, uh, and I ended up of course, loving it at the end of it. But, um, and it's, it's one of the, it's one of the great rides of Disneyland. It's 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 you know next to Pirates of the Caribbean. It's it tells a story while you're going through the ride, and there should be a sentimental thing to it. 
But yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean had Johnny Depp and they had a character. Go ahead. Right. But so literally in Disneyland, these two rides are literally next to each other. Right next door. Yes. Um, in New Orleans Square. And it is a it is a great idea to catch lightning in a bottle twice by taking your other very popular ride mm-hmm. and making a story out of it. And if you have ever been on that ride, there is a ton of things you can pull from. There's already a story there, actually. <clears throat> yep. y- you can actually make a whole story out of that thing. And there's amazing things that everyone that's ever been to Disneyland would remember with the stretching uh, paintings and mm-hmm. the heads and all the crazy stuff they've been doing since the 70s. But if you watched the Eddie Murphy version of it, they didn't lean in any of, any of that. You're right. And they learned their lesson from that. Really? Because what they did was they're like, well, what made Pirates of the Caribbean popular? Johnny Depp. So let's mm. lean into the one character and it didn't work out. Right. And it didn't work out because Eddie was going through. Eddie's Eddie's a certain type of character. Well, plus and they, we, Pirates of the Caribbean did both things, though. They had they leaned into that crazy actor, but then they mm-hmm. also had a lot of stuff. That was a sort of a throwback from the ride, too. It wasn't a just couple, about Johnny. A couple things. Yeah, they had the dog with the key. Um, but and the you music. had an iconic music. You, but you had an iconic character in in um, Jack Sparrow is just he's right. he's a classic instant classic character. Right. Uh, that was created. Eddie Murphy's character was forgettable. And to give him credit for this movie that just came out last week they did attempt to mirror the ride in as many ways as possible. So spoilers coming for this movie as well. Good. If you guys don't want them, they did it. They did. They really did a good job of trying to bring in the elements of the stretching paintings uh, of the, um, the Oracle in the, in the, in the crystal ball, uh, the head, the head, Headless woman, ghost the head thing, yeah. who by the way is played by, um, Jamie Lee Curtis um, does a good job. Um, one of the problems that this movie has, aside from the main problem, which I'll get into right now, is that it does have some animation issues. Uh, some of it does look very fakey, very not real. Um, and that's well, that's probably not the right word, fakey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I get what you're saying, like uncanny. This is Disney. But billion, right. billion dollar international company who has made who has been making animation since before we were born, how is it that they can have a single graphical issue in a single thing they've ever, they ever create ever? Well, they, they animate Jamie Lee Curtis's face in, in the crystal ball. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they couldn't figure out how to make her hair do what they wanted to do, but it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a computer generated version of her. So it's uncanny. And it's obvious. Yeah, it's uncanny. They're trying, they're trying to save money. Right. And Jared Leto plays the hat box skeleton, the main villain Jared Leto does. And that character also looks um, cartoony in a way uh, when mm-hmm. you see it, which is which takes away from it. But honestly, the biggest problem with Haunted Mansion is um, is the main character. So uh, if you guys aren't familiar um, with Lakeith Stanfield, he is the wish version of Dave Chappelle. And I put a tweet out yesterday, which is the perfect picture for you don't want to use the picture that they have here in his cast. You want to use the one that I tweeted out yesterday because he looks 
freaking exactly like Dave Chappelle. It's weird. Yeah. Like they're they're like I don't know, twinsies or something. Yeah, he looks Very like strong. young, he looks like a young Dave Chappelle. <clears throat> he does, he does. And the problem is, listen, Lakeith, he's he's been around for a long time. He's done lots of movies, and uh, and there's some stuff that he's been fine in. But the problem is he's not a leading man. Um he's not a leading man. He's he's a he's a supporting character, supporting actor at best, and he does a good job here. He does his best job. He's acting his ass off, but there's something missing. He ha- there's a charismatic, there's a charisma. There's something missing. He's more of a, uh, um, a character that, that gives you like, he's maybe too quiet or he's got these, he doesn't have the gravitas that Denzel has, or that some of these other great black actors have this, this like gravity. He needs to now, be more, um, he needs to be more magnetic. Although I liked him as uh, as Snoop Dogg in that one movie. Yeah, he was great in, uh, th- and that's one of the reasons why he got so much work because he uh, he was in. Um, I want to say Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. yeah, he played Snoop, and uh, and he's been in he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in Selma. He's been in uh, The Purge. I think he was in a uh, the first time I really noticed him was in one of those Saw movies. I think. Um, he was in uh, the uh, uh, the Onion movie. Yes, too. he was. Yes, he was. He was. He was Something in um, Knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah. Um, he played Lieutenant Elliot, uh, and he's just got this kind of unassuming demeanor about him. Right. He's not a magnetic personality like right. Johnny Depp or even but, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy could have done a better job in that role. Right. So wh- what do they do? So why is Lakeith Stanfield the guy? So let me tell you who the bad guy is. The bad guy is Jared Leto. Okay. Jared Leto is an incredible actor. He's very magnetic. And let me tell you, you never see him. The character is CGI. You should have had Jared Leto play the main character. Jared Leto should have been the main character. Why can't Jared Leto be the main character of this movie? Oh, we know why. I'll just say it because he's white. He's a white guy. He's a white guy. And you're not going to have a not a, a white guy be the main cast main star of disney. the haunted mansion movie yeah not in disney okay especially because it takes place in new orleans right which even though tons of white people live in new orleans hollywood believes that only right. black people live there for some reason right for some reason that's the only people that ever live there right. and, and so they only they cast him and and it look it's a win-win for them they think because okay well you know we're doing this 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 location piece. We have to have a, an African-American cast, which they do. It's mostly African-American cast. It's about a family with, um, it's a young fan, uh, young family where, uh, played by Rosario Dawson. Um, who I like, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's, she's fine. And listen, all the acting was fine. You know, leave race out of it. That doesn't matter. She's very Honestly, fine. it doesn't matter if you would have had, you know, a Denzel or if you would have had any, black actor that has a lot of good gravitas and and can control the screen and has good charisma magnetism magnetism it would have turned out great the color of skin does not matter no yeah what what we're saying is is jared leto you (laughs) had jared leto though you you had your you had your second (laughs) johnny depp right there you had it i mean even owen wilson plays second fiddle to the keith stanfield and owen wilson like steals the screen he's very magnetic personality and you know, he's kind of the standard. Danny DeVito's in this movie. 
and he plays. Oh, he's, he's Dan DeVito is extremely magnetic. Yeah, you know what? You just had the wrong person do it. Um, I that's think, what it is. I, I think calling him a wish a wish David Chappelle is is harsh. I like. I think he's a good actor. I think he's just. I'm not, thinking of his looks. Really, oh, I wasn't I basing it on his talent. I think he's a talented, um, you know, backup background actor. I just don't think he's a leading man. And, uh, you know, no disrespect to him. It's just like, I think that they're giving these roles based on they, they want to, you know, they want this social, you know, they want to make points uh, socially uh, instead of looking at your lineup and going, well, shit, let's make Jared Leto. I mean, you couldn't even hear Jared's voice. Like the voice has changed. What a waste. Like it was like pointless to have Jared Leto play this character because like I just spend a bunch of money. Right. And so you have him play the the main character. You know what I've also noticed? There's like hardly any um, mixed race relationships. Have you noticed this? Like I was thinking about it. I'm like, so, okay. You want, if you want Rosario Dawson to do it make Jared Leto, the, the guy and let her be the love interest. Right. But I started thinking about it and I can't think of a lot of stuff where there's mixed race stuff going on. Have you noticed this? Is it, yeah. is it, is it derogatory now? Like, is it not good to have mixed races? I guess not. Because I've noticed that that films are not really going down that road. It's, it's I know. Yeah, it seems it seems like uh, they're definitely shying away from mixed race all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, I don't know why though. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about it, like trying to think across movies. I'm like, you don't see much of that going on, and I don't know if there's this. There's this element of, you know, you know, strong black woman with strong black man, you know, whatever, strong white man, with strong white, whatever you want to call it. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of mixing of that stuff going on. Right. Um, so maybe they they didn't they couldn't go that route with Jared. Uh, but honestly, it would have made the movie better. Um, and I think the storyline was was fine. Like the storyline was pretty cool. They uh, it was a mystery. They had to solve it. Um, the stuff happening with the ghosts, uh, you know, spoiler, they, they, they end up once they show up in the house, uh, and which by the way, they do a good job of representing the haunted mansion of Disneyland. Like you think it's the inside of the haunted mansion. That's cool. And one, but once they go inside, once they leave, the ghost follows them home, just like the ride, which forces them to come back. Right. Uh, and then they get stuck there trying to solve this, this mystery. Right. So it's it's actually got a pretty good story, uh, but it's just it's forgettable because the performance of the main character is is weak. So you're saying that um, TMA, T, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a better movie? Yes, because it had a better it had a better story. Interesting. Which movie would yeah. I like more? Oh well, you're gonna hate TMNT because of the the visuals, right? So it doesn't matter. Like okay. it's. It will be the worst movie you've seen all year. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what the story is for you. It doesn't. If, if, if the visuals are not good, then the story doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, if the visuals are like, I, I get so distracted by visuals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's your Haunted Mansion uh, review there. Um, I guess I have to go watch it because now I'm intrigued. I mean, it's worth a watch. I mean, it's worth the price of popcorn, but it's... It's two and a half out of five. That's that's it. Two and a half out of five. It's not that bad. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. I don't know. Well, like what? Like okay. Let me give you a five star movie. 
I can't give a five star. <laughs> Mission Impossible for that wasn't four, a five. Uh, four star. Out of five. That's four like four out of five. five. Yeah, I can't come up with a five star. You're right. But what about Meg Two into the trench? I just saw. I just saw like zero <laughs> on the Rotten Tomato. Like zero. Does it have zero? Zero. Oh, no. Pull it up real quick. Yeah, Rotten really? Tomatoes. Pull it up. Get out of here. Yeah, I noticed just before we went on. No way. Meg two zero. No, I don't believe it. I mean, Meg one didn't have a great certifiably. Rating. Oh, this is a twenty. Well, it just came out today, so it's twenty percent. That 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 rating's gonna change. It was. I did notice that before we came on, it was zero. Yeah, that's rain. That, so that that was zero because it, only one person had seen it. Or whatever. Let me tell you something. I saw the previews. That movie's gonna suck. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Did did you like the first Meg? No. See, and here's the deal. I thought the first Meg was very stupid, but it was also fun. What the fuck was fun about it? I'm sorry. It was fun. Like, what it was, was fun about it? Was it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was stupid. I don't just want to. I'm Jason Statham. We're going to jump on this and want to do this thing. Look, here's the deal. You want to know why they made a Meg too? <laughs> even understand what the hell Jason's saying ever. He did. He just he does mumble a lot. Even though it only got a 43% and a 40... Who cares about the critics? But like 43% audience rating? They made a Meg 2? I'll tell you why they made a Meg 2. Because made 1 made a ton of money. It did, but because everybody was like, whoa, a giant shark. I got to go see this. But they're not going to be fooled into a second one. Yeah, the numbers, they will. They will. You, just be- so you know, Fast and Furious movies have similar ratings to what that movie has. Fast and Furious has 10 movies. There's like a history. Right, right. My my question is, who cares about the rating if it's making a bunch of money? People are watching it. I I mean, I could be wrong because Sharknado has a whole bunch of movies. So who knows? Oh, yeah. A ton of movies. I mean, but yeah. I, I, Did you see a great white washed up on the shores of North Carolina the other day? <laughs> Dude, fa- <laughs> Fast X has a 47% tomato meter for critics, 84% audience. Like the audience don't give an F anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing Jason Momoa go, all right, guys, let's do it. Oh my God. I gotta tell you, like Fat Fast X is probably <laughs> the worst of all of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm I still watched it. I still enjoyed it for the most part. But in no way am I actually I'm not taking it serious anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm just sorry. waiting Did for them to do stupid, crazy stuff. Did you ever take that movie? That well, I, I tried to. Okay. I would say like, um, like fast five. I was attempting okay. to take it serious. What, when, when, what's his name got killed? Right. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. That was like the last time it was serious. Right. right. When like, he had that heart moment at the very end where he's like, they're like on, they're on the road and they they'd use his brother to like uh, do the the shots. I think it was six actually, whatever it was. And you saw him look over at him, and you saw the path where the cars split off, and it's like it's yeah. been a long. Whatever. That was great. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. The next movie though, when they blasted a <laughs> Pinto into space, sealed yeah. with duct tape. Is when I pretty much yeah. completely fell off the whole I'm taking the serious train. Yeah. I saw the comment here about um about Haunted Mansion doing really bad at the box office. Let's be honest and let's be fair. 
any movie that comes out after Barbenheimer for like the next 30 days is totally screwed. I went to see last night. Barbie was still sold out. <laughs> Barbie was still sold out two weeks later. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know how many people I had in my Honda Mansion movie? Four. <laughs> you know how many of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Eight. That was it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, dude, the Fast and Furious, the return of Fast and Furious, Fast and mm-hmm. Furious 4, the one that made, the movie that made almost $2 billion right. only had a 29% Rotten Tomato score. What? People were hungry for action. Bro, it came back and that, that's what set off the entire franchise again. Remember, so Fast and Furious 1 was a hit. They made fast, too, too Fast, Too Furious, but Homeboy wouldn't come back. He's like, I'm not coming back because you're not paying me enough. Mm. So they made it without him with Paul Walker. And then they thought the franchise is dead. So they're like, well, people still, but people will still want to go see this movie. So let's make a third movie. Let's bring in completely new characters and have a lo- lo- lower budget and make Tokyo Drift, right? I like that movie, by the way. I actually love Tokyo Drift. I like the soundtrack. I actually know the guy who did uh, uh, the soundtrack at the very beginning of it. I actually know him personally. Um, he was he used to play clubs here in SoCal. No, dude, that movie made a ton of money, and it was tracking to make all this money again. And they're like, "All right," so they get Vin Diesel like, "You, you got to come back and do this end stinger for this movie. Mm. We'll give you, you know, X amount of dollars." Well, when he does it, it sets the whole thing ablaze again. And they're like, "Okay, let's do Fast and Furious Four, completely ignoring Tokyo Drift." <laughs> right. Right. And that has the the least has the lowest score of all the movies made the most amount of money. Well, because he was back, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to tell you. I don't know, man. So the Meg Two, uh, I'm gonna go watch it. I am not going to watch that movie. It's the I'm, I don't care. I'm just not gonna go watch it. Yeah, you know what? You know what? According to Cinemark, this movie is hot. What? I'm looking at the Cinemark right now, the Meg uh Meg 2 advanced tickets. And that is that is the trending movie on advanced tickets right now. Hmm. Yeah, this movie is hot. <laughs> well, they want you to buy it, that's why. No, it doesn't say that about that. it doesn't say that about TMMT or whatever. Huh. The Meg the Meg made 145 million domestic. And 530 globally. Meg 2 is targeting 25 to 30 million in its debut, which those estimates are a significant drop from the first film, which opened to 45 million. Dude, I might go see Meg 2, Meg 2 uh, tomorrow, man. Enjoy. Enjoy. I might go see it, bro. They, see by it. the way, there's multiple Meg now this time. And guess what? They hunt in packs, we learned. <laughs> hmm. Jurassic Park <laughs> taught us nothing. It's really stupid. It's really it quite stupid. stupid. They are stupid. The fact movies. that like, and I love Jaws. The whole Meg thing, where like they, they broke through the ice barrier. Like, <laughs> look, I would have been cool with like. Why are you a guys Meg- still there? If it's so dangerous, why do you keep going back to the trench? <laughs> well, I would have been. It would have been cool to have a Meg movie that was like an offshoot of Jaws, with that was kind of serious and dangerous. But instead, they turned it into you know how a do comedy. You- how do you even like get the Meg back into our time period then without being stupid? 
Well, I mean, I love the idea of sticking them down in the trench. That made sense. Like that's someplace we haven't been. There's a, there's a Meg or a couple Meg or whatever down there, but there can't be more than that. Well, then, I like you know, the idea of like the trench. The reason things don't come up from the trench is because yeah, they have great this, idea. Like, that cold barrier or whatever. Yep. That was cool. No, it was all good, but they ruined it by turning it into like a circus once it got up top. And then it's just weird, unrealistic. And maybe they didn't have enough money. I don't know what it was, but they could have, they needed to have more tension, more drama, more fear, you know, and it wasn't, it was just action. I gotta say, you know, I think you're right. Cause like the setup actually isn't, is pretty good. Like they're exploring the trench and in the process of, I think Rebecca remains in that, right? Yeah, can I tell you what the problem in the movie is? Well, in the process of breaking that barrier, they let yeah. the thing out. Now, it, it should have gone from that, from into that, into a horror movie, yeah. not you know an action who, movie. Do you know you know why the movie is terrible? Jason Statham. Jason fucking Statham. That's why. Because he's an action hero, and he's going to do action hero stuff. And that, And I'm sorry, they needed a Roy Schneider. They needed somebody who was terrified of the water or somebody who – should not be there and is, you know, that ends up saving the day. Come on, guys. They already wrote the story for Dude. you. All you got to do is redo it. Dude, right. they had Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson mm. should have been the main character. In he would have. Yeah. Why not have him be the. Instead uh, of making him like the rich douchebag mm-hmm. or whatever, you should have had. Yeah. You could have been the rich guy who doesn't like the water, mm-hmm. but he's there to, to catch up and see like the history being made. And that's when all hell breaks loose. And it should have been mm-hmm. a horror movie. Where like you, they couldn't get anyone. There was a storm. It's breaking through. You're right. It should have gone. Fr- it should have been straight into a horror movie after that setup. Yeah, you yeah. Got, you have one. Jason Statham shouldn't have been in the movie. It should have been Rain Wilson. And Rain Wilson is a good actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. He could pull it off. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm tired of Rain Wilson always being like the douchebag. Can we make a serious Rain Wilson movie, please? He's getting old, man. It's getting tough. He can do it. He can do it. The, 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 only, the only good thing about Discovery was that one episode where Wayne, Rain Wilson was Harry Mudd. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. No, he did good. Hopefully he gets a chance. He, there's an interesting uh, discussion with him and, um, oh, my God, Bill Maher. Is it Bill Maher? Yeah. Um, where they, they actually had a discussion where he, when he was doing The Office, didn't enjoy it because – he was more worried about becoming a big movie star. And that's the route he wanted to go. Really? And it just all kind of backfired on him. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he went too hard in the paint because like you see, like he could have been, he did. He, he picked the wrong movies. I got to tell you, like, so he picked that movie, the rocker that was supposed to be like his breakout role, but the writing was not good. Mm, no, it wasn't good. Not good. He, now he, he picked the Meg, but he wasn't the main character. Um, I don't know. I think that he needs better. He needs someone needs to give him better. Um, he needs to pick better. Mm. He needs to pick better. That's it. He needs to pick better. Pick better series. He needs to. You know what he needs to do? He needs to pick that one ultra d- dramatic role where he can really sink his teeth in, and then anything from there will always be. You know, yeah. valuable. Oh my God. It's got, it says Barbie's third weekend is going to do double what the Meg does in its opening weekend. Sounds about right. Jesus. Sounds about right. All right. Well, you know what? Gonna... You know, what movie I can't stand and I just, I just want to like 
And, and this is all the fault of previews because I've seen so many movies. I do not want to see Gran Turismo. I've seen Gran Turismo so many times in the previews that I am just sickened by it. And I do not want to watch that movie now, is even that, though it's got an interesting idea. Is that the story. video game one? Right. The the guy who's a, like a, like an excellent Gran Turismo video game player. Yeah, it's actually based on some story. Yeah. And I got to tell you. I'm just so over it. I've seen the preview so many. I hate it when I when that happens when you're like so inundated with a preview that you just don't want to watch the movie anymore. That might and be the best way, by the way. The best way to make a video game movie is to actually base it on like a true story like that. But you're right. Yeah. I've seen the preview so many times, like I'm just sort of over it now. I'm over it. I feel like they've showed the whole movie. Yeah. And I'm like I'm just not interested. I felt the same though about uh Ford versus Ferrari. And then when I watched the movie, I really enjoyed it. Well, look, you have in it. I mean, you have great actors in that movie. This but who's I, this guy got like an unknown kid. But I remember seeing Ford versus Ferrari trailer before every single thing I I couldn't get. I couldn't escape. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, all right. Moving on. So we are going to the member section here pretty soon. We do have a membership goal, which I probably should have mentioned at the time. Oh, we did. <laughs> it's so good now. <laughs> <sighs> We would like to get a couple of members today. So if you want to join us in the member (laughs) section, we are so bad at this. We'd like to meet our membership goal of zero. If you just come on over with us, it'd be fantastic. Um, It's pretty easy. We're going to be heading over there right now. Listen, the member section is great. It's on our second channel. Um, uh, Basically, you can click on the link in the description uh, of this stream to get there. Or you can, um, you know, do nothing and the stream will take you there. And I will also put it in chat real quick just to... Just to make it ultra easy for everyone involved. If you want to join us in the member section, we let our hair down a little bit. We talk to people. We talk to people. We also share about upcoming stuff we're doing and uh, sort of uh, shoot the shit and, you know, and uh, get a little more personal. And that's where we're going right now. So, Shane, got anything else before we head over there? Nope. Had a great time with you guys today. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. I hope you guys come to the member section where we'll try to share some stuff we're probably not supposed to talk about. And uh, if we don't see you, though, then we'll catch you uh, next week. And um, we love you and appreciate you guys. Get out. <laughs> see you in the member section, guys. Come on over. The water's warm. Thank you for all the Super Chats today. We love you guys. And we'll see you on the other side. See you then.